0: Everybody and welcome to We Are Doomed, a soccer arrangers podcast where we talk about conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. Who are we? I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. And filling in our fourth chair today, we have Amy of Cosplay. Cosplay me? Cosplay me, yeah. It's
1: like my name plus
0: cosplay mixed.
1: Cosplay Amy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hello,
0: <laughs> welcome to the show
1: hello happy
0: to be here we're really happy to have you so uh this being your first time got a couple of questions for you everybody's got to go through the initiation process here so uh first things first uh what was your first cosplay first convention and what got you into it
1: so, my first cosplay that I made was a lot of people's first cosplay. I made Raven from Teen Titans, um, and I got all my friends to be Teen Titans by agreeing to do an Avatar cosplay when I hadn't seen it yet. So, my other <laughs> first cosplay was Tylee from Avatar. They're like, you have to be Tylee. I'm like, okay. So
2: are still rocking that, that Tylee cosplay. Fun.
1: Oh, yeah. I wore it last weekend. It's my favorite. <laughs> but uh, my first con was komori Con. And even though I try to quit komori because it's disappointed me the last few years, I can't stop going back. Um, But originally cosplay was a bucket list item, you know, just like skydiving. Uh, But I'm addicted, so I can't stop.
3: (laughs) Aren't we all? Aren't we all?
0: So have you done the skydiving, though? I I think that's what everybody's really asking right now. (laughs)
1: yes i have it was so fun um but my skydiving instructor was kind of a brat and she they let you hold the handles and do donuts and then she said okay it's okay to let go so i let go and the handles fly up and she says "Uh uh-oh and i'm freaking out and she grabs him down and it's like just kidding like ah (laughs) you scared me so bad (laughs) but yes i I love i would definitely go again it's
0: so fun Alright, so there's another question. We know the Tylee outfit's still around. Is Ra- Does the Raven costume still exist?
1: It still exists in a tote in the back of my closet.
0: Will um, it
3: ever reappear?
1: It will, but I would definitely do Pink Raven because it's really hard for me to act sullen all day. It's just okay. I can't really pull off a Raven. I smile too much.
3: Well, you're <laughs> so. one of the very few that still has their first costume in one way that isn't burning it. <laughs> or it being shredded in the laundry or just
1: simply becoming getting rid of it.
3: yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> oh no, I, I have not gotten rid of any of my cosplays
0: ever. Well, so, good for you. So yeah. this also leads to a question. Just looking through your vast catalog that you've had over the years, what, what would you say is your preferred cosplay style? Everybody's got one. What's, what's yours?
1: I really like nostalgia cosplay. Um, Yeah, yeah, anything from my childhood when I wear it is so much more special. And then when I see someone who also recognizes it and appreciates it, it's that much more um, neat of a bond that you get with that person. And I do try to push myself every once in a while and do costumes that are newer and costumes that challenge me. Uh, With every couple of costumes, I try to learn a new technique or take a new challenge on like armor or resin casting or something like that. Cool. But generally, I like nostalgia cosplay. All right.
3: Yeah.
0: No, love it. Well, thanks for going and coming on with us, and uh, looking forward to uh, what you got to go and say here in a little bit for our uh, evening subject. But for right now, Cole, I think it's time for
3: you to go and do the upcoming conventions. Yes, it is time for upcoming conventions. Um Starting off, go, this is for the weekend of July 15th to the 18th, if I would be putting that correctly. Starting off, Icon in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, Ancient City Con in Jacksonville, Florida. Anime Austin in Austin, Texas. Anime Zing in Davenport, in Iowa. Uh, no, Illinois, sorry. AV Con in Adelaide, as um, Australia. HoshiCon in Charlotte, New North Carolina. Hyper Japan in London, UK. Uh, TFCon Toronto in Mississauga, Ontario. Uh, Tokyo in Tulsa in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, yeah, o- Tulsa, not Oklahoma. That's something. That's something completely wrong. Uh, you sure about okay. that? Okay, maybe it is. Okay, Oklahoma then. Okay, oh, is Oklahoma. Uh, good point. Um, Glass City Con in Toledo, Ohio. Nayari uh, uh, Mondo Con in Budapest, Hungary. I lost myself there. And that is everything. And for that, and now going... On to actual Comic Cons, like I said, Ancient City, oh, Greenville. God, I didn't even include the Comic Cons. No, it didn't. Um, Green Greenville Comic Con. Well, some of them were, are considered Comic Cons at the same time. Some of these kind of bounce on top of each other from okay. the two sides I use. But uh, Greenville Comic Con in Greensville, uh, South Carolina. What the hell was that? And, and Medicine Hat oh, Fan.
2: Down. I heard that.
3: Medicine fa- Hat Fan down, Fan down Roundup. Down. Up in Medicine Hat, Alberta.
2: Oh. Do you think it'd be good in Medicine Hat? Probably not. It's a Medicine Hat. Yeah, That doesn't sound like a fun place to visit.
1: Yeah,
3: right. Um. Yeah, it's a small town in Alberta. Is it small? No. City. It's, it's a city now. now. It's a city. Yeah. Anyway, in any case though, um, if you're going to any of these conventions, have fun, be safe, and follow the 10 rules of con. Uh, we really need to go over those 10 rules one of these days again.
0: Oh, I think we'll be going over them by the end of this convention.
3: Oh, probably. <laughs> but anyways, moving on.
0: Yep. Going on to the evening subject here, and the real reason, well, one of the many reasons why we have our guest on... Anime Expo just wrapped up last week, and we've got somebody that was actually there to give us the play-by-play of what happened, what went down, the highs and the lows of her personal experience, and to go and chastise somebody from one of our other on-the-floor correspondents who couldn't be here. So, Amy, why don't you tell us a little bit about AX?
1: So, previously, I've been to mostly smaller conventions. Sakura had been the biggest one I've ever been to, and uh, I'd been at NewCon and, uh, Kamori, this con was so huge. I, I knew it was the biggest one in the United States, but I was not prepared and I Googled it. It said it was record breaking attendance at uh, 95,000 attendees, over 95,000, which was crazy and I was not quite prepared for it. Uh, so just that was, was a little overwhelming. Um, before I just blatantly say that I didn't like it, I need to address my priorities when I go to a convention are to see people, and to see costumes, and make friendships with other nerds, and I feel like what you would get out of Anime Expo is meeting celebrities and getting autographs, uh, seeing things first, or getting merch, because the exhibition hall is really impressive. Um, so since my priorities didn't line up with what they had to offer, I didn't really enjoy it as much as I thought I would, and also... I mean, it was very expensive to go. Tickets are quite expensive, and I felt like I couldn't quite do everything while I was there, which was a little frustrating. Um, and, you know, there were also things that the con didn't have anything to do with that were frustrating, like I had a small hotel with cockroaches in it, ugh, and uh, flight issues. But uh, some good things. The TG room was very nice. It was very large. Um, board game selection, a little limited. They did have cosplay chess, which was very different than Sakura. It was really very heavily improv, and it was basically tugged along by an MC, which was good. And the cosplay contest was downright incredible. That I would say would be the overall highlight of the convention. Was the cosplay contest?
0: Okay. So very cool. Um, yeah. Any any noteworthy experiences you went and had while you were there. Uh, Dane was telling us about his fanime experience and him going and climbing the uh, Colossus. Uh, Sam, when she was at Katsukon, went and told us about the uh, God, what do the they freeze? call it? Huh? Uh, yeah, I don't know,
3: they know what freeze. they called it.
0: Uh... Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, God, what remember. Did they call it when they were all huddling with their ball gowns and trying to go and not freeze outside. Oh. Oh, there's like a ball or
2: something, wasn't there? But it's really cold out.
3: Yeah, yeah, but I. Ugh. That's a driver number.
0: Yeah. Guess we better check out episode six of the podcast again. Available on SoundCloud and iTunes now.
3: Um, not iTunes so much anymore because just the way that it kind of shifts. If oh, you do right. want to, if you if you do want to check it though, you have to go into the onto the actual website, which there is a link on the iTunes page. Okay.
1: Um, as far as personal experiences, I had the fortune of somebody I didn't know before Khan, who a friend brought into the room, was super into cosplay photography. So I did get a lot of cool pictures, and they had this really amazing hallway setup up um, that had all these different backdrops like these quintessential anime backdrops. They had a forest and a cherry blossom field and um, a dojo, like a graveyard, a school, a rooftop, like a little tent, like an Arabian tent. That was really, really cool. So then I got some very nice shots, and uh, I wouldn't have gotten such good pictures wandering around L.A. because, you know, it's cityscape. It's very limited. It's not like other conventions where there's a park nearby. So, I don't know. That was really fun for me but it was interesting, too. They had karaoke right next to it, and it was so loud that it filled the whole room, which was interesting, because at a lot of other cons, you do karaoke in a small room, and it's more intimate, and you you feel even like, "Oh, I'm not the best singer. I can go up and try. But this one, it was like, oh, a thousand people are going to hear me if I do karaoke. (laughs) But.
0: So uh, how bad are you at karaoke, I guess is the question there.
1: (laughs) Well... You'll have to find out. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe if I get a few drinks then I'll try the karaoke.
0: Alright, everybody, everybody make notes. Make note of that. We're uh, we're dragging her to karaoke room at Soccer con next year. Sounds like a challenge.
1: Well, mojitos are definitely a prerequisite. So <laughs>
2: but oh, this is gonna yeah, be overall, interesting.
1: The con was very good. Another thing about the uh, contest, which I'd never seen before. They had a projector, Mm -hmm. so everybody had prepared um, video backdrops with these really very synchronized audio cues, so that made a really immersive experience. People didn't just walk on and do three poses, which is fine. They, you know, walked on, mouthed some lines from uh, the source material. It was very, very cool. I wish I could have filmed it, but I don't know.
2: Just too distracted by it.
1: Well, I didn't think it distracted from the costumes. It made me feel no, no. more like...
2: Oh. I mean, the reason you didn't film it is because you're just too immersed in it. And you can...
1: Well, and I'm notorious for not charging my phone enough <laughs> for conventions. Ah. Ah. So, I'm I'm bad. I always let my phone die. It's real bad. <laughs> hmm.
2: Well, that's, that's some pros and cons. Uh, yeah. So, that's really interesting that they have, like... Yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah, no that sounds really interesting. Like that's a lot more preparation for a cosplay contest. It's like sounds like it's very performative then, which is kind of sounds pretty neat to me. Well,
1: it right? was really professional. Yeah. It was very neat to see. And I know every con can't do that and by having a less um, prestigious, less professional, it really is more inclusive. But, you know, if you're going to have the biggest con, you have to have the Most intense contest, I guess.
2: I guess, uh, yeah, it's like, um, well, if every con's known for the thing that they do the best, then that's why people go to that. Uh, so it's like the you you can't be jack of all trades, master of Mm -hmm. none. If if you if your con, if it like puts all its effort into one main event and that's the main event, then Mm -hmm. they're gonna do the best of that and then people will remember that because it's, uh, well, effort, enough effort went into it to make it look as kind of cool as it does, opposed to them kind of severing their efforts onto various things, so that everything just... Because that can be really bad. If you have a lot of cool ideas, but everything is just doesn't have enough effort put into it, that it just all mm-hmm. comes out pretty mundane, then it's just like you have a mundane experience overall, where it's like, well, it could be better, Like, where well, this could be better in this facet, but if it's just not there yet then people don't really
0: stick with it. So right. you it's you pretty like much just described get... the Camoricon phenomenon. Yeah, sure. It like, it's almost there. It could be there, but it just never quite gets there.
2: Yeah. It just you know, they 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 focus on something where they need to collect all their effort and focus on one kind of event where it gets really good,
0: or it just kind of fizzles, I guess. Does is con fizzling out at all or is it I wouldn't say fizzling. No, I mean it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's just okay. I, it hasn't had a year in a long time that's been like, yes, this this is something everybody should come to. I mean, at least in my opinion, uh, over the last couple of years, uh, you're actually kind of native to that con. So, what what would you say about that, Amy?
1: Um, I I would agree. Um, If somebody has not been to a convention before, I feel kind of embarrassed to invite them to Komori because I don't want that to be their first experience. I'd much rather bring them to SakuraCon. They have a lot of booking issues. Um, A lot of the best panels are all at the same time. So, um, or they... So there's nothing to do until 5 o'clock, and then there's all these amazing panels. And then people have had nothing to do all day, so the lines get ridiculously long. And it's not just because the small venue. It's because people are hovering because they're bored, you know? Um, it was just very strange. I'd find myself doing nothing until 5 p.m., and then I'd do something. And then between, like, 8 and uh, I always go to... Um, where fan fiction goes to die. So between like 8.39 and fan fiction goes to die, I'd have like another three dead hours. And I mean, it's nice to hang out in the park that by their old venue and see people, but it's like, well, I didn't pay for a ticket and I didn't request time off to hang in a park. You know, (laughs) I came for Mm -hmm. the con. So I don't know, but I do love their food booths. They have a farmer's market that always syncs up and that's always been amazing. So I'm going to miss that now that they're at the Portland convention center
0: this year. Speaking of, uh, speaking of venues, just because you've been to the most recent AX and I haven't been in about five years, uh, t- tell everybody a little bit about the venue in case they're not local or haven't made the trip down to California for that one. Just how massive is this place?
1: So the first, I'll start with the shuttles. They have about six shuttles free shuttles for con attendees moving from all the hotels. So you get all excited on the shuttle and you're around everybody. And then you pull up and you see this sign that says anime expo and it's about the size of a footprint of like a house or, or bigger. It's I can't I'm I'm bad with quantifying but like numbers. But it's it's so huge. And then you walk in and there's so much advertising for upcoming animes and like backdrops and all the doors have um pictures on them of upcoming animes and then you go into the vendors hall and you see posters everywhere each um, different uh, production companies have their own little booths and there's um, flyers and backdrops for photos there was a Funimation one that you walked through and you could take pictures with different character cardboard cutouts Uh, they had some virtual reality some of the booths had stages giving out prizes um I'd say the exhibitor's hall was very awesome. And they even had, um, for, not World of Warcraft, but there's a different fantasy game. They had, like, a giant creature from that game in the middle of the entry hallway. It was...
2: Fantasy game.
1: That, yeah, Warcraft? it's... I just can't describe how immersive the anime decorations are. You go in and you're like, okay, I recognize that, that, and that's what, that's something I want to find more about. And you're just hit with anime from like 360, and that part itself is amazing.
2: Hmm. That's so, pretty neat.
1: It is pretty neat. <laughs> it, it's.
2: I like that. I like. I like the whole sensory overload of the going into the uh, into the uh, all those halls and just seeing all that advertising. You just see lots of cool things. Um, so, I guess, yeah, that's the way I say it. I like to get that sensory overloaded. Uh, some people can't handle it, and then they go too crazy, uh, which is a kind of thing that happens at cons, and we've talked about that many times before, where people do go crazy because they're getting a whole bunch of information at once, and they don't know how to handle it. And a lot of people going to cons are pretty ADD. So... Mm-hmm. They they do go crazy, but I don't. Know, I like it. You just see lots of cool things, and you go like, oh yeah, all oh, this, oh that over there, ooh neat. And then, then you go around and like you see the big stuff, and then you go around again. And you see the, see the smaller stuff, and then you see the even smaller stuff after that. And it's just yeah, it's
1: layers fun. of fandom goodness. <laughs> yeah,
2: because like I, I know going through, I, I'll I'll make multiple trips through the dealer halls because I'll I'll see something new every time. Um, Normally I'm looking for something. Sometimes I'm not. It's just something that catches my eye. Uh, lately, the last times I'm not really seeing anything that's catching my eye. Like you go to cons enough, you see, you see the same stuff uh, popping up, um, and then every so often there's something new that kind of pops up at some random store, and then like the next year every store will have that thing, and then you'll just you'll just see it a bunch. Um, so I like it when you go to conventions that have uh, I guess the biggest thing is, like, the... I want to say Artist's Alley. Uh, because that's where you'll find some Diamond in the Rough stuff
3: that you can only get in that area. Um, and because of how fast those fill up, you'll you might ha- you'll usually have something different every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But that's not always a good thing. Because, like, a lot of times, I just blank over most of the Artist's Alley stuff. Because, like, it's all art. And it's all... It's all the same, but all different, if that makes sense. Like, it's all... It's all different, kind of unique art of people drawing their characters from various things. But then it's... That's what it is. It's a whole lot of drawings of, like, people drawing characters of stuff. And it's just prints of that. So, I don't know. I sort of gloss over a lot of things, and nothing really catches my eye. Because all I see is just lots and lots of prints of characters from anime... And it's just like, well, I need something kind of unique to catch my eye in Artist Alley for a very unique art style opposed to just a basic art style nowadays. So sometimes I'll find something very unique in the Artist Alley stuff, um, but most times when I walk through that, I just kind of get, I don't know, I I guess I I glaze over it because it all starts looking the same to me.
1: Well, every once in a while you find something, though, and an artist will take a risk and draw a character that's less popular but very, like, precious to you.
2: I know, that's, that, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's That's so special. Very diamond-in-the-rough stuff, where you'll see a lot of the same stuff, but then you'll see, like, that one thing that'll just kind of pop out to you. And you got to get it then, because it's oh, yeah. Artist Alley, and you don't know if they're going to do that again or anything like that, and then so you just you hop on that. Because um, I know here we have... Uh, i guess we start seeing like uh here and uh, where i live uh there's not a whole lot of conventions and so you do see the same artists every time but with that thing then it just like well i just know that artist now i'll, I'll walk up and i'll go talk to him for a little bit because it's like hey i saw you last year how's it going it's like oh not bad doing this stuff because there's a uh, there's kyle who uh does some really he does a lot of graphical design stuff uh there is um Oh, I'm spacing out his name. The guy who does all the egg puns. What's his name, Cole? Do you remember his name? I can't remember his name all of a sudden. He does, he does a lot of eggs. He does a lot of egg puns. And so he'll make. Um, and he does watercolors. So it's all watercolored. And it's all uh, would be characters from things uh, from like pop culture. But instead, he just replaces them with eggs. Um uh, huh. And he does it all in watercolor, but then he, yeah, it's pretty, he's got a very unique style. And so you, you see him and it, that stuff kind of pops out because it's all, it's all egg puns and it's all watercolor. You don't, You don't really see that too often. So...
3: Yeah, we have this book, actually, that we decided to fill with random art, just of different conventions we go to, and we we had him do it, and if I remember correctly, the piece that he did in our book was an egg that had legs, kind of like robotic legs, and it had a little steampunk umbrella over its head, and it was raining. Oh yeah, that's one of his drawings that he just has. Um, here, I'll go take
2: a picture of it. I got that in here. Just go, go talk.
3: I'll go, go take pictures. <laughs> but yeah, which reminds me, we keep forgetting to bring that book to Con, But then again, it's a twenty-pound book. <laughs> Is it Twenty pounds? No, it's it's at least a ten-pound pounder, at least. Um, man, my keyblades are only
0: eight pounds. Cole. It's heavier than your keyblades.
2: Nah, it's not heavier
0: than my keyblades. Is it heavier or just more dense? It's pretty dense. Yeah.
3: Well, it's all real pages, so... <laughs>
0: yep. It's a heavy book. We can agree it's a heavy book. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's. You can kill book. somebody with it. Alright. You can kill somebody with my keyblades. True. Kill somebody with your bare
2: hands. <laughs> not your bare hands, Cole. Um, but, like, if you had a bear that had hands... <laughs> It could kill someone.
1: Would you kill someone with egg puns?
2: Yes. uh, You could, probably. Most puns in general kill people. And then if you (laughs) specify them to eggs, then it's just... double that.
0: (laughs) Oh, my word.
1: Those jokes stink like rotten eggs. It could be said that they are pungent.
0: But a bump. (laughs) So... Amy, uh, did you see any uh, controversies unfold or just bad con etiquette, people uh, disregarding or just flat out disobeying the 10 rules of con? Did, Did you see any of that stuff going on there?
1: One little thing, which is really little, that always bugs me, is when you're sitting down, people should not ask you for a photo. And I was surprised, because I would think if you went to Anime Expo, you'd kind of know that. But um, I did get asked a couple times while I was sitting down to get up and take a photo.
3: Well, I've seen that a couple times, but... it Yeah. I don't know. I've, both, I've had that a couple times, but I don't personally mind a lot, so...
1: You don't? Oh. It's just...
3: You're it job. all depends on what yeah. you're... It for, it's depends yeah. on what you're doing. If you're kind of yeah. just sitting, taking a bit, little bit of a sit-down break... Like yeah, like I can understand. Like I can, I I don't mind that. But if you're sitting and eating, that's when I get pissed. Eating or I like
1: playing card games or just you know planning with friends. Yeah, if you're, yeah. Like,
3: if you're just kind of sitting down relaxing, I can understand. Like yeah, that doesn't seem like too bad. But because like that doesn't seem too bad to me. But when you're like when you're actually in doing something something else, when you're like sitting in like interacting with other people. Like, I can understand it's like maybe for like a card game or maybe if you're not like too, if you're just chatting maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. See, Cole, I think... I'd oh, say Cole, uh, Cole's
2: version of sitting down is very up and moving around still. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: Less at cool. rest
0: and more just
3: yeah. killing time. Yeah, so
2: when someone asks him for a photo, he, the chances are he might be standing there opposed to sitting down you do just get up and stand.
3: Well uh, the main down. reason I do is because my knee starts bothering me every once in a while, so I need to keep moving so that my knee doesn't stiffen up. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a sore back, so just the way that things are.
1: For me, yeah, I get really sore at con. So like if I have a rare seated moment, I don't want to be going up and down you know? I don't know. I guess I'm the only one who seems bothered by it. Well,
0: it's not really you I think that's something on where because that really is kind of a newer phenomenon now that so many people are cosplaying you're definitely seeing more of this kind of stuff popping up and I think anybody that wants a photo really needs to be able to read the situation because I have seen a lot of people that are flat out exhausted and you can tell are very clearly just taking a respite and just need a few minutes to get themselves back together and then you got four or five people in a row going and asking them to stand up and do pictures again, and that's that's where you got the problem right there. Yeah. You know, a situation the kind of like what Tyler and Cole were talking about, that's a little bit of a different circumstance. But if you're eating, if you're clearly engaged in conversation or doing something with friends, if you're clearly exhausted and catching your breath and half your costume's off at that point, because we all know that situation where somebody's walked up and said, Hey, could I get a picture? and it's like Really?
3: I mean, if you could, it's, oh, okay, See, give I've me never, a
2: here. I've never really had that happen before, where, like, if I'm... You are lucky. Yeah, no, I, maybe I'm just quick at changing or something like that, where
3: I'm just, like, I'm either in my costume or out of my costume. And it's but that also seems to be something that we, we kind of do is that our costumes are super easy to get in and out of, unless we're in our Power Ranger costumes, and then we sometimes need help getting out of them, but that's about it. Oh, no,
2: I can get out of my Power Ranger costume. Well, yours
3: is easier. Me, I have a shield that I sometimes need help with. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I'm just, I'm used to getting in and out of costumes quickly. So I don't know,
1: I'll go so far as to take off a wig, though. Like if I'm sitting down to play some games or eating, all, you know, and then I don't really Wait. want costumes represented. In a photo
3: that way yeah, yeah definitely definitely Like, But it makes sense at that point Is that if you're like It's like it's those kind of signals That you kind of have to look out for Like Okay, this costume, like, there there's a person sitting down, but they still have their wig on, they're kind of just sitting and relaxing for a few minutes. Okay, I, I think I'm okay to ask them, I can ask it for a picture. But if okay. if you walk up and they're the same person, but they have their wig sitting off to the side, they have their gloves off, and they're just virtually just kind of sitting there talking with a couple people, then I wouldn't bother asking.
1: Right. Yeah. I think so, also cosplayers need to uh, know how to say no, because I struggle with that. I never want to say no, but, every, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm in a hurry no this time, which is okay. I mean, you're not obligated uh, to have anyone take your picture.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, what I want to know is, like Cole says, it's okay if the, if the person just slightly sitting down, but, like, were, were the people, like you said, you saw this. A bit, like, how, what, to what extent were people out of their costume? Uh, like, were they just out of their costume or, like, taking parts off, or were they just, uh, just sitting down, still in, like, full costume, getting
1: asked to get, take photos? Not at KamoriCon, but at, uh, or not at, uh, sorry, AX, but at KomoriCon, I had my wig off and was in the, uh, game room and got asked a couple times in um, my, I have a Lucy from Leaf outfit, so I didn't, I wasn't out of costume at AX when that happened, but there were times, you know, where I had, you know, gloves off or things, I'm like, okay, I'll get up and, you know. But, it was oh. mostly I noticed when people asked me, I didn't notice other people asking other people, because I'm not that observant, but. <laughs> Another, uh, oh, go ahead, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, I
2: got a question first, which, which uh, uh, how, what, what did your Lucy look like, then? Was it like...
1: It was the green hat one. The PG okay. Lucy. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's that's what I was getting at, because there's a lot of Lucy which is just naked. so
1: Which is, yeah, the toilet Maybe, paper from the hotel room. Which I would guess. also be fine, but...
2: Because if you're cosplaying as naked Lucy, then... People do want photos, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've asked
3: for it at that what point. Was that, what was that picture, we were talking about this before, Robert, about that one person that asked to leave the convention?
0: Oh, God, yes, yes. Oh, God, what was that? Uh, what was it, Keiko Common or something like that from SoccerCon oh, six or seven years ago, yeah.
2: No, that's... Uh, ugh. It was wasn't she just really really nude and
0: well wasn't she like
3: the pixelation thing or
0: yeah exactly yeah she'd taken a uh, sheet of plexiglass and I think that she had taken um, I'm not exactly sure what it was but I'm pretty sure it was like a mix of wax paper um, regular cellophane just a couple of different opacities of materials that she put over plexiglass to make it look like it was pixelating out her body, and she was wearing a nude suit. See, that should be fine. I don't know why someone. I would think it, that would so. be fine. Yeah, because like, yeah, but if people are nude suits.
2: You're just wearing spandex just skin color, right? Yeah,
1: well, like well how someone is that had, any uh, uh in another color. Kamori had a kill to kill. Um where it was the transformed version and she yeah, got uh, asked movie. to leave for too much underboob.
2: Yeah. Too much underboob. Ooh. There's never too much underboob. Never.
0: <laughs> such thing. there's a, there's a poll for the audience. Is there such a thing as too much underboob? No, cuz no. If, if it is too much <laughs> underboob it is literally just boob.
2: Boob. <laughs> yeah. It does not have you ne- you never get too much cuz it just transforms. It evolves like a pokemon into boob. <laughs> i long as you guys are here to ask the real questions. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Someone had to ask.
2: (laughs) Oh, (sighs) as we talk about.
3: Yeah, we... Wake (laughs) up, sheeple. (laughs) Sheeple. (laughs) Anywho, though. Yes,
0: yes. Oh, my God. Anyway, the real reason why I asked the question about controversies, bad form, and all that stuff, we had somebody else who actually was going to be doing this with us, uh, who wasn't able to make it out of scheduling conflict, Miss Pop, our friend out of Bellingham, who was also down at AX uh, this weekend, and she ran into a couple of bad etiquette moves, uh, and also went and asked if we could go and call out somebody very special for her. Because uh, apparently she listens to the podcast. So, Miss Megan, the roommate of Miss Pop, please, please, follow rule number ten of con next time. Don't oh, do put people out. Oh,
3: oh, oh.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't remember that rule. Which rule is that?
3: Which, uh, <laughs> do you know what the ten rules of con are?
0: Yes, yes. Why don't we go back over the 10 rules of con, just in case anybody hasn't heard us in, say, 16 episodes or so. So, going through the rules. Rule number one. Let me see, Never see, if,
3: I Let me see if I can actually find the, the, the piece here in our chat, if it's really oh, for okay, that. okay. He's going for or it. Actually, you, going for it. you have it? I think you might still have it, though. Can you repost it real fast? Yeah, yeah, hold on one sec here. You could just let him talk. But yeah, oh, anyway, just go ahead. could oh,
0: no, no, just let no, him talk. I think it's going to be kind of fun to go and have Cole uh, read this off, and we can all comment on the ways that he's failed on this. Hey! Uh, he's already I'm kidding, started. I'm kidding. This is why well, all the jokes, Cole actually is one of the few people I can say I've never seen go and have a serious uh, violation.
1: Well, I, I violated one of the rules this last weekend but <laughs> dun, dun, dun,
3: dun. Well, you can tell us which one in a little bit here when we get yep. to it yep okay. exactly
1: while you're pulling it up I have something that I was kind of on the fence about like is this a foul? is it not
3: uh, I mentioned yeah. the
1: projector they yeah. did an ad for their cosplay page like a little commercial before they put their backdrop up what do you guys think about that
3: that's fine oh.
0: Yeah, oh. you think that's fine Considering the venue you're talking about and the situation, I think that's okay because a lot of that is self-promotion. I mean, if you're entered in that contest, you're going and promoting your brand and your skill. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't see that being a problem there. Unless okay. they've got some rules against self-promotion.
1: It just yeah. felt strange because I've never seen that before. Yeah.
3: And also, but it was- again, they're also... Because when they're talking, it's like, this is this crew from this, from this group. And so... It would seem that it might just happen like that, I guess, but...
0: Yeah.
2: I kind of think it's a smart idea, because, like, it is a commercial. It's... This is, like, if this person is uh, cosplaying for a living, then, shit, yeah, you put that stuff up there where you can so people see it, and then they go, okay, that's what this is. Um, Because that's why people have cards and such, where
0: they're going around passing cards out and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, back to the rules of con. Yep. Number yeah, one. Cool. Why don't you uh, Why don't you read them off, and we'll just go and break we'll down do, the we'll, new we'll, stuff. We'll breeze stuff.
3: through these really quick. Number yep. one: Never brandish a weapon at someone. Common sense. Yep.
0: yep. Why it exists? Just because you can't go and point your weapon at somebody unless it's for a photo or something like that. You can't be going and openly, openly. You can't openly, openly threaten somebody yep. with a weapon. That's just never good form. Doesn't matter if it's in cosplay or out. You don't do that
3: exactly uh Mm -hmm. number two always ask before taking a picture once again we already just covered that a few minutes ago but at the same time yeah it's always better to ask than just take the picture pretty much um number three sleep every night five hours minimum yep yep
0: this one gets broken a lot but it really does make for a better con experience than having somebody drowsy with you all
3: day Mm -hmm. number four stay well nourished food and water do i really need to explain this one people come on (laughs) Number five, no con funk, shower daily. This is common sense right here. If yep, we, I will end you if you don't. Exactly. We all will. We will if that ever happens, we're gonna pick you up and throw you in the shower. Mm-hmm. In costume. <laughs> no, no, we'll just go no! we'll and <laughs> No, we'll dump you in the tub. We won't turn on the water, we'll just throw you in the tub in full cosplay and just leave <laughs> you and there's like shower and then walk out the door. <laughs> and you know then barricade walk- the door.
1: <laughs> people walk <laughs> around with Oh, people walk around with emergency con repair kits. Somebody should walk around with a portable shower, an emergency yeah. with taco body odor kit, just there's <laughs> some soap.
3: Oh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> number f- number oh six. God, no excessive brilliant. No excessive PDA. We just don't want to see that. I understand. Yeah. You no. no you like I can. I can under- like. Yeah. I can understand. Like like sweet like small stuff like small to put the plays of affection for like for pictures or just like small things with your with your significant other um but don't be making out in the middle of the con four please. yeah i i don't want to go into
0: yeah i, I don't want to see people grinding, and basically is what it comes down to and there save that to,
3: yeah save that to the rave or to your hotel room
0: yeah what if it's in character
3: uh
0: excessive, you know, that's that's the key word right there, you know, it's, uh, there, there's a place there's
1: a point, yeah, there's a line between funny and like, ooh yeah, uh
0: yeah, the, they never pass
2: that ooh, and then it goes into satirical, and that's uh, the spot, it uh,
3: depends number seven, never start spend
2: just like the, just licking everything oh no, I won't go into just stop, just stop, yeah, power. just stop
3: right there number seven, never spend food or transportation funds on junk, it, like gets up there and just wraps her, okay, no, I'm done <laughs> Never spend food or transportation funds on junk.
1: Okay, this was the one that I broke. Oh. It's a really bad one. But, I kind of, I don't know, I spent my food money. I had an issue with the airline ticketing, and my outgoing flight was on the wrong day. So I showed up at the airport and had no outgoing flight. So I spent all my food money on a new ticket.
3: That's different, though. um, That's not junk, though. That's... Switching food money to transportation money. <laughs> right. Um, junk is like, oh, I, c- I need to eat, but I really want that T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> that type of thing. Well,
1: okay, I guess yeah. I'm still in the clear then.
2: Yeah, yeah it's spending. You're spending your, uh, your a lot of money. F- yeah, it's just it's just like a, uh, what the hell's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, another word for challenge, balancing your checkbook. Um. Um, a lot for of funds? um, why? What can I not think of budget. the word? Budget. There you go. You're just okay. budgeting. So you can budget get a, prize? For, um, a crisp high so. five. Swag. There, yeah, right there, done. Mm-hmm. So
3: um, number seven. No, sorry, number eight. No alcohol or drugs except for dinner or doctor's note. This gets broken a lot. Yep, yep. <laughs>
0: just uh, don't get caught. Is really what we're saying on that one. Because we nice. know how this works. We call it the DJ rule. Just, just don't get caught.
3: Um, number nine, be careful when gomping.
0: Yep, People break easily. Just be nice.
3: And number ten, keep it in your pants.
0: <sighs> That's right. Megan, keep it in your fucking pants.
2: It sounds like a girl, so doesn't that mean it's, it's, it's just... It doesn't really flop out or anything? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm no expert on Girls' Anatomy, but I believe things don't really... Oh, wait, no, boobs do. Never mind.
1: Keep it in your <laughs> shirt.
2: Sure? That works, too. Because boobs do flop out. Mm-hmm. Enough about boobs. We can talk about boobs too much.
3: Yep. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> Who can no, no. talk
2: about boobs too much? I, I, it's a figure of speech. It's a figure <laughs> of speech. Can't talk about boobs too much, but still, we've got to keep this podcast rolling.
0: Ugh, all right anime video
2: games fandoms podcast not a boob podcast
0: that's right that's something that's else right. yeah that's late night so amy putting personal experience aside just from talking to other people how do you think the uh convention was overall uh appreciated was this uh was this a really good convention for most people was it just kind of a lukewarm one what, what was your feel from the con floor
1: I feel like most people were having a really good time. And a lot of the people I came with had a good time and got some really cool merch. But as I said, I don't really care about collecting or seeing something first, necessarily. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, well, the energy was-, was high, and people seemed like they loved it. So,
0: Well, that pretty well covers it now, doesn't it? Alrighty, then. Anybody got anything else to say? Uh, no. Not even anything witty. All right, then it's time to move on.
3: Me, hit the switch. Everybody wants to be be a master. Everybody wants to show their skills. Everybody wants to get there faster. Make, Make their way to the top of the hills. Each time you try, going up just a little bit better. Each step you climb is one more step up the ladder. It's a whole new world we live in. It's a whole new way to see. It's a whole new place, a brand new attitude. But you still gotta catch them all and be the best that you can be. Pokemon Johto. Everybody wants to make a statement. Everybody wants to carve that mark to stand alone in the victory circle uh, state their claim when the music starts give it all you got you can be the very best ever take your best shot when you weren't we'll come together and this is a very long song (laughs) that was not my theme music
0: I don't know how to feel right now not my fault violated not my fault. Like by a Diglett.
3: Ooh. This is from a, a Trio. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Robert. <laughs> yep. So, uh,
0: uh, that, uh, that was a horrible segue into our fandom of the week. In what? celebration of Pokemon Go, sort of, kind of, being released today. And throughout horrible. the course of the last couple of days. Two fourths of probably the probably over the weekend after we recorded this podcast. Yeah. We're talking about Pokemon! Go. go. Yep. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Just going to talk about Pokemon Go, what we're expecting to go and come about because of this game's release. And Unfortunately,
3: uh, in Canada, it is not released yet. <laughs> and I'm pissed off about it. You but Tyler has it because of a certain Android cheat. Because the AP key fi- APK,
2: files key. APK files have been leaked, so you can go download it, uh, if you so wish.
3: Mm. Yes, but for iOS, like me, I can't get it until it releases normally, so...
0: It can't be much longer, man, it can't be much longer. I'm
3: guessing within the next few days, so... yeah. I don't mind waiting a little bit longer,
0: so... Yeah. But yes, Pokemon goes out. So, I just want to ask before we actually start talking about that game. Pokemon's been out for 20 years now. So, I really just have to know... Where did you guys have your Pokemon peak? What was your favorite part... Of the Pokemon franchise, whether it be the video games, the card games, the TV show, the movies, where where is your love of Pokemon coming from? So uh, let's see here. Who do we want to go with first? I think Tyler. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he started off the Phantom of the Week in a while. Oh wow, well, that was a starting off week, I guess. Uh
2: now. Now, 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 I have to talk about Pokemon. Then, um, since since I grew up in the nineties, Pokemon came out in the nineties. I was the uh, the target audience for Pokemon. So when it became a craze, the thing that really hit the playground, if you will, um, was cards. So. That's the thing I remember the most about it that had the most impact. Cards first. The TV show second. The movie third. I never really played the games. Yeah, I know, right? It's just everyone had one of the games. It was just always there. So I never had my own because I could always just play someone else's. But then that means I never really... Invested my time into one of the games because ultimately I could only play for a small time on someone else's game, so like investing in a character or anything like that wasn't really something I did. So, that
3: was on you did that with me. I remember you borrowed my red version while we were driving down to uh, Regina.
2: Yeah, that was one of the ones. Like, that's the thing, like, everyone had one of the Pokemon games, so um, like, I've, I've dabbled in most of them, but I've never owned one because of it, because everyone else owned one, so I could just say, hey, can I try that? And then I'd try it, and then that was kind of that. So, it was it was the cards. Now, I got a story about the cards, so here, here's the uh, uh, here's, here's the loving growing up, and being like, I don't know, I didn't let's see, well, I was uh, sort of a lower middle class family, so we didn't have too many things. We had the stuff we needed, so that's good. Didn't get, didn't get spoiled or anything like that. So getting random presents didn't happen. And if it did, it was, it kind of really ingrained on my memory because of that. So how I got Pokemon cards was, um, by at this time my sister was, like, wanted money, she was, how old was she then? She would have been probably around, oh, I can't remember. She would have been almost 10 to 13. Yeah. Um, So she was, like, had a a flyer, uh, um, did flyers. So what that is is she'd walk around handing out flyers to, uh, it's it's like paper, but younger kids do it. So they just give her a bunch of flowers, and then she go door-to-door putting the flyers in people's uh, mailboxes. Um, and that was just kind of like the job that everyone had before they were 16 and could actually get an actual job, was being a paperboard or a flyer, flyer person. Um, so I would have to help her because, um, I don't know, I was, I was a kid, and I wasn't doing anything, so my parents were like, you should go out in there and help her put flowers. I was like, I don't want to do that. Just just do it. I'm like, oh, okay. And I wasn't getting paid for it because my sister was the one, it was her job. And I was just helping her do it. So she was getting paid for it. Um, and I guess the reward for doing that, I just remember going, doing flowers, not wanting to do flowers, And then it's like, okay, we did flyers. It's done. We did that job. And I just remember getting in my car because my dad picked us up from going from place to place. Uh, and I was like, look in the glove compartment. I opened it up. There's a fucking Pokemon starter pack in there. I was like, holy shit! I got Pokemon cards now. And that was just like one of the greatest things. And I got like a binder, and I got the whole card sleeves in there. So I took out every card out of the Pokemon starter pack, and I put it into the binder, because that's what you did. Uh, so I probably still have that binder somewhere full of my whole starter pack of Pokemon cards yeah yeah so that's 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 my little tale that's my endearingness towards Pokemon cards and how I got my starter pack from doing
3: flyers
2: (laughs) I'm so moved emotionally okay it was very touching to me I'm very touched I I, I hope I got my feelings across in that little story
3: you
0: You did. did yeah yep Nope, move me, move me almost to tears. Let's uh, let's let's move on to somebody with a little bit less emotional capability. Uh, cool. but... Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> sorry. I'm in a really mean mood today. I'm not in the best physical shape, so I'm just lashing out at anybody. That's, That's perfectly personal. fine.
3: That's fine. Um, for me, the first, um. The first time I ever really played, heard, like, I'd watched the anime. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I heard, I was like, oh, there's a game. And this was back when, like, Roger's video was still a thing, which is, was essentially a competitor of Blockbuster, but Canadian.
0: <laughs>
3: and I remember going in there, and, and I was at the time when I was really getting into gaming, and I had, my mom had gotten me this, the very, one of the very first Game Boys. For Christmas or or for my birthday one year. And I remember I had Wario Land 3. I had Tetris. I had like a whole bunch of random things. (coughs) And I went to the the store and I was looking around. I'm like, oh, they rent Game Boy games. Okay, cool. And I ended up renting, with the help of my... After some begging from my parents. Renting Blue Version. Gen 1, for the Game Boy, for about three or four days, or maybe something like that, or maybe it was a week. I can't quite remember exactly. But... Because of that, I I grabbed it, and I remember I would play it as much as I could, and I could never quite beat the game because I would have to return it before I could get get it back. The only time I ever ended up beating it like that was because I had gotten really, really lucky, and I had returned it, and then within a couple days or maybe a week or so, nobody had rented it again, so I was able to get the exact same game back. So it still had my safe eye on it. <laughs> that is some serious dedication, man. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. But no, I I ended up beating the game. And you're desperate. <laughs> it's uh-huh. Pokemon
1: we're talking about. It's pretty important. Mm-hmm.
3: I was also like ten. Mm. So, but I would do. The, I would play that, and then I finally was able to get the actual game for myself, and I played it. Um, started with Squirtle. And I also ended up getting the red version at one point because when my parents bought a version for my brother. Mm. So. So I ended up being able to fill up my Pokédex at some point. But after that, I, I had also, like Tyler, I also had gotten cards at one point, point. I got a whole bunch. I got, like, the starter pack and a couple extra ones. I don't know where those happened. I I don't know. Ended up remember quite where they all disappeared to. I never, ever played the actual ga- game of Pokémon. I just kind of had them. <laughs> yeah, the whole concept
2: of it, is, it was never really established on me. You just had the cards, and it was... It's a trading card game in which you're supposed to trade cards with people, but no one really wants the cards that anyone would trade with. It's like, I've got a whole bunch of these cards to trade with you, but they're all like the...
3: They're all little uh, Charmanders. Nobody wants the Charmander.
2: No, they're I want all,
3: a Charmander. But like, you need six. They're all yes. energies. Like, they're all energy cards. Like, Pokemon were... Snap
1: style. all those Charmanders, Mm-mm. that's what I need. <sighs>
3: But yeah, now nowadays I actually understand. It was like, oh, the energy, so you can use the moves on the card so that you can fight. Oh, okay. Like it makes sense now, but now it's like, oh, I'm not buying more Pokemon cards. Uh, do people? But play yeah, I I've, Pokemon. What? Does do people play Pokemon anymore? There's a national tournament. I guess. probably not.
1: Yeah, I knew someone who won scholarship money playing Pokemon.
3: Wow,
1: that's intense. He won $1,000. And uh, hmm. I used to work at an after-school, childcare, through the Y uh, two years ago, and all the kids were still into Pokemon. It was really cool to see them into what I had been into. Yeah, and I I'm actually sure. got a deck, so then I got to play with them, so I got paid to play Pokemon. <laughs> oh,
3: nice. Yeah, like, I still see, I see Pokemon, I see Yu-Gi-Oh!, I see Magic. I see all of that. Did he
2: he get to pull up the old person voice and be like, Back in my day, we didn't have as many Pokemon as you.
1: Oh, all the time. Like, what generation is this? What is this? Is this a trash bag? What is this?
2: (laughs) What kind of Pokemon is this? Who's (laughs) Hootinatic? Hootinatic.
1: An armored metal type? When I was your age, there was only a couple types.
3: (laughs) There was no such thing as steel back in my day. Uh. (laughs) We (laughs) got ourselves a Pikachu and we liked it. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but and there was only two diver- types of uh, Pikachu, not three. Uh, what? EV's got multiple evolutions, more than the three. What? Oh. Where what are
2: else? these coming from?
3: Oh, but no. no um, so but enough? I played. But from there, I've played every generation of um, every generation that's been released in the Americas of the Pokemon games. I've watched almost every season of the anime because I had access to it, so I watched about six seasons or something like that. Six, seven seasons.
2: I got one more. I got one more. Yeah. This is the holographic Charizard. Back in my day, this was the most rarest card.
3: (laughs) You remember that? 100
1: HP was the limit when I was your age.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, that was all the stuff that I had, so... (laughs) I, I don't nice. remember
2: stories about holographic Charizard cards.
3: <laughs> I remember those stories too, because like that was that was
2: the card that you had to have. If you had that card, you were like, "That's it, you're done. You've beaten the game." You you just you have the rarest card, and you only get in boot, you only get in booster packs. And like we heard stories about someone who got a holographic Charizard card in a starter pack, and we're like, "You're crazy. That's not true." It's oh, those fucking those those tales of 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 uh, park or uh, playground tales, as they are, <laughs> how they spread like wildfire. Uh, so things yeah, were simpler yeah. back then. They they were, and they had all the uh, '90s cartoon ads or all the commercials '90s commercials. Holy shit! Oh,
1: like the one with the bus. Does everyone remember that one?
2: Oh yes. god!
1: With the bus driver and the Pikachu gets on, and then the bus turns into a Game Boy.
2: Yes. Yep. Because, oh, yeah, cause, yeah he, 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 he tricks them all on there, and then he squishes it in like a thing, and then it squishes together into a... Yeah.
1: Now you can carry Pokemon with you everywhere. Yes.
3: <laughs> I had that stupid thing.
2: Who remembers the... This might have been a Canadian thing, but it was, like, a kid who... Uh, it was about staying fit. Um, so, like, getting out and being active. And a kid was, like, coming out of a, of, a like, a convenience store, opening a deck of Pokemon cards, and looks at it and goes... Has that gasping face because it's a really rare one, and then the wind takes it and it starts flying, and he's like, "It's oh. the whole thing is him chasing after it."
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, like, I've seen that as well. Yeah. That, that was always on. That was that was a popular commercial. Um, no, so. I remember seeing that commercial um, during a rerun of The Simpsons. It might have been Canadian though, because I I used to have over air antenna, and oh, uh, Channel Two that. came from Victoria. There you go. It's Canadian. Com- we oh, got that. China that might have been some, a Canadian ad. Canadian
2: had some great commercials.
0: Yeah,
2: there's some there's some Canadian commercials that everyone just knows. Like anyone my age, you can bring up, like the uh, don't you put it in your mouth?
0: <laughs> no, everybody it's, knows that. That's not just Canadian anymore. Okay, I know it started with you guys, but the North the American has made it house famous hippo.
2: everywhere. The North American house hippo. Um, you guys know about that? Uh, not, no, not ringing a bell there. God damn. North American house. Just heritage moments in general. So, um, or what was that other one called? That other one where like, they're going through a beauty salon and it's just like, why be you when you can be new? And it was like about being yourself. Um, but yeah, anyway, so there, there's one that's called the, uh, heritage, uh, not heritage moments, the American house hippo. Yeah, the, American,
3: like, the Canadian house hippos are... No, the no, no, Canadian house? No, no, no. Or North Canadian American? Hu- no, it's the North, North American... American. Hi- yeah, the North American... <laughs> he- it eats peanut house butter and, and, peanut, and crumbs off peanut butter and toast.
2: So, it's just... Uh, it's edited really well where it's... Uh, they, they've got, like, it living in your house. And then there, it's got, like, another where it's like a peanut butter and toast on the thing. And it's got little hippo footprints of peanut butter going trailing away from it. And then at the end of it, it's like just a... It looks like a um, nature documentary about the North American house hippo. And at the end, it's like, that looked really real, huh? But you knew it couldn't be true. And that was all about um, being wary of what you see on TV. uh, Because just because you see it on TV doesn't mean it's true. Where that's, that's a big one right there. But anyways... Random Canadian trivia so everyone take a drink um, that's that right there
0: all right Amy bring bring us Amy bring us back on onto, uh, onto the subject here your uh, your favorite part of the franchise go
1: So for me it was not the cards though I played them a lot more in my adult life but as a kid uh, my dad being kind of uh, cheap, Bought me and my brother one deck to share. They did the same thing with Yu-Gi-Oh, so we would divide the cards. And you can't really play a game with one deck, especially it was a, a grass type, so it was all the same type. And then if you got the middle evolution and you were half the deck, you couldn't evolve your Bell Sprout, mm-hmm. um, which is quite an issue. So for me, it was definitely the TV show. Um, me and my brother fought a lot as kids, and the only times that war was brought uh, called off was when we played Sonic 2 on the Genesis and when we watched Pokemon. So that was kind of our ritual for the day. Uh, and I watched a lot of it and just loved it and had the VHS tapes. And then I wish I had had the game experience, but my brother's friend stole my blue version. And uh, and I told my mom, she didn't believe me, and I know it's not in the house. I know I didn't lose it. It's gone, and it was stolen. And his name was Trevor Which (laughs) I personally think just sounds like The name of somebody who would steal your blue version Sorry if any Trevors are listening
0: (laughs) That's okay, they're all dirty thieves
1: (laughs) Right, they're probably Pirating this free podcast anyway
0: (laughs) Oh
2: sure
1: God
2: damn it, those pirates
1: (laughs) Those Trevors
3: But anyways um... If you
2: played GTA V Then Trevor's a bad character in that
3: yeah. I can't. Th- Speaking of can't finding shit, I can't find my 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 disc of GTA. Well, I guess you're gonna have to buy it on computer now. I already have it on computer. What? Since when? What the fuck is this? When you told me it was on sale on Humble Bundle, like oh. a half a year ago. Fuck! Why are you not playing with me? Because you know my computer doesn't handle it. Oh, you just turned it down. Why have you not upgraded your computer then to handle it? Oh, because he's got Shut up and look who's talking.
0: Touche. <laughs> Touche. Boom. He threw that shade. What?
2: Oh, not very often does Cole get to do that, so I give him. Damn!
0: Props. Oh, I just got burned by my own comment. Ooh, nice. On. That's what uh, it feels like. How does no, it feel? Robert, does I it feel you're... like Charizard's tail? Do you need oh. a burn heal? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I need a burn heal off of that one. That's where that would get a cool fairy.
3: But Robert, your turn.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Ah.
3: Uh. So, where are
0: you? I was a bit of a late adopter to uh, the whole Pokemon uh, trend, to be honest. Um, back when I was a kid and Pokemon came to the U.S., uh, my brother got into it real quick, real fast. I didn't have a lot of friends at that point. And, uh, you know, you never want to compare yourself, or you never, uh, uh, how, do, how do I want to go and put this? You want to be different than your sibling, so yeah, exactly. So I, I really fought hard against it, um, but I did find myself really liking the show. And my parents bought me one of the uh, one of the card packs and uh, blue version. Though I'll admit, I didn't hardly play any of blue version because I was really railing against it. And then one day my brother just decided that he didn't really want to be into Pokemon anymore, I guess, so that was kind of my opportunity to jump in a little bit, and it was around the time that uh, Gold and Silver version Gen 2 would come out. And that's when I really fell in love with the whole thing. Um, playing that game, I still think, is one of the most gratifying experiences. And in my mind, it was kind of like getting two games in one, because you got to go and play through the Joe region, and then go back to Kanto and kind of replay the first game, sort of. Um, so yeah, that's that's really where it started for me, and I've just been hooked ever since. I've played almost all the incarnations that have come since. Um... I played uh, Sapphire for a little while. For some reason, I never really got into that one, so I, I did end up trading that one in. Um, I've got Alpha, Self, uh, Alpha Sapphire. I can't talk for some reason. I'm uh, and I'm Mexican enjoying Re- that Re- one a little bit more, but for some reason, I, I just can't get into that one storyline,
3: but I got really me. well, into the Diamond the and in little little that after that. Horrible everybody agrees everybody agrees that the the story for Omega silver and Omega, oh sorry the for the Omega for the Ruby and Omega whatever the sapphire and both the originals were fairly horrible
0: okay so okay that's uh, that makes me feel a little bit better because I know a lot of people that that was their first Pokemon experience and it's like I kind of feel sorry for you just from at least what my experience was maybe it's a Generational thing. I'm not really sure, but I got really, uh, really into Diamond uh, when I got a hold of that. And Diamond's um, not bad. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Uh, Black and White didn't do much for me, but I played both versions of that one. Um, still, really love X. That one's been great, and I'm really looking forward to uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon coming out later.
3: I have to ask which which um, grass, water, or fire oh the new game. I, I'm going water just because everybody hates them. Yeah. Oh, but that thing's going to evolve
0: into... We still haven't seen what it's going to do, but... It's, it's probably going to uh, be the uh, most it, badass of all, the, of all of them. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> about it. But water types have had kind of a weird history because I'd argue, you know, Squirtle, most adorable one of the bunch, but Turns arguably the best starter badass. from the original. Um, Totodile is the Donald Duck of Pokemon starters, it just looks completely non-threatening, but look what it turns into. I mean, that's the most badass uh, starter Pokemon I think that's ever really come out. You just look down the line and they all just... Uh... The Water-types a lot of times have some of the best evolutions, I think, out of all of them, despite them being kind of uh, eh, questionable starters overall. So I'm, I'm expecting nothing different with this one here. Uh, I think that being said, though, that being said, though, I'm probably going with, uh, what is it, Litten, the uh, Fire-type?
3: The Fire-type, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I've always been kind of a Fire-type guy. Um, the only game that I played that I didn't start off with the Fire-type um, was uh, Blue Version, and I honestly can't remember what I did in Silver, because I replayed that one so many times.
3: Um, I think I did... Cyndaquil was personally time? my most hated starter for that for second series. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got their thing. I didn't like it. See, I, I, I like
1: when the starters look really non-threatening. I think that's kind of the allure of the Pokemon, especially, like, the basic uh, Pokemon, is they're just so adorable, and then they kick some ass. Yeah, It's just exactly. It's especially, like, Togepi. Oh. So I don't mind that Totodiles, you know, non-threatening looking, or Cyndaquil kind of also doesn't look too scary, but then...
0: Yeah, then you see they they play what play they play. turn into. Yeah. Like, oh God, look at Torchic. I mean, that is... That might be the most pathetic design they ever went and put to paper, but look what it turns into.
3: Mm. So, I guess well, that's the kind
0: of... Uh, I, I think the best example is that is
2: your ma- uh, Magikarp.
3: Oh, that,
2: uh, that's true. Where I you got
3: Magikarp, like the, yeah, it everybody likes to wandering. joke that, yeah, everybody likes to to say is like, is one of my favorite memes. Is like, when I grow up, when I evolve, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah.
2: Gyarados is really strong, and Magikarp is just a joke. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just how it is. Don't judge a book by its cover. If you Amen. have patience and dedication, then
0: you'll become strong. Mm-hmm. Speaking of patience and dedication, uh, let's just go and spend a few minutes here talking about Pokemon Go, since that really inspired this whole thing. Um, What are you guys expecting out of this game, Uh, good and bad, now that it's it's basically
3: been released? Mm -hmm. Um, Tyler, you've already have it, so what did you start with? Um, Shit, I don't know. Uh, Bulbasaur? You started with Bulbasaur, didn't you? I did,
2: because I didn't really understand what I was doing. Um, all I know is, because, like, it's a little, it's little lackluster on its info and how it's doing stuff. Uh, so there's not really a whole lot of instructions of what you're doing. And the only reason I picked Bulbasaur is because, like, how it kind of does its tutorial is, like, shows you, like, this is the map, this is where monsters appear, and then three monsters appear, or Pokemon appear, and... You gotta figure. Out you gotta click on one, and then you gotta throw your pokeball at it in like a kind of time because it's got a circle. The circle shrinks, and then just does that repeatedly, where it just it starts baking and it shrinks, starts baking and it shrinks. And you basically gotta throw the pokeball in that circle. And I just picked Bulbasaur because it was right there in front of me. Uh, like after I did that, I realized that there was a Squirtle and a Charizard or Char- Charmander off. Further away, but I didn't pick those ones first because I just picked the one that was right there because I was just trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I did in the beta. <laughs> yeah, if if I went back and did it, I'd rather like pick like the s- Squirtle or something because everyone has Bulbasaur because that's it was right there. It seems to be they placed Bulbasaur right in front of you, so you just click on that one first, and the Squirtle and the Charizard are just kind
3: of on the side the of up. each other, yeah.
2: Um, so they're they're like kind of further away so I was like I guess I'll just have to click the one that's nearest me because that's sort of how AR stuff works and but how I don't know it's uh, it's gotten me up and walking around you just gotta walk get up search for stuff um, when you walk around stuff will sort of reveal itself you'll look on your map you'll see kind of little rustling leaves and if you go near those leaves then that's where the Pokemon are um, and then there's a little map down beside in the corner that you push, or not a map, uh, a little near me, so you click on that that's a bunch of silhouettes of Pokemon that are near you, and then they have one to three footsteps, uh, footprints underneath them, and then that kind of dictates how close to you they are um, So all so those years
1: it- of playing Who's That Pokemon has finally paid off?
2: Oh, yep, Yeah, <laughs> quite literally, yes it's just like you know them instantly. You just go, okay, that's this. I don't, I don't even guess what that is because I've only seen the original Pokemon so far. It says there's two hundred and sixty Pokemon in it. Yeah. yeah. So they've got more, but I've only seen the original so far. And then there's like the whole thing of like. Uh, I guess, different zones, like, if you actually go to different zones in the world, there's different kind of Pokemon around there. Um, since I live kind of far east of the city, uh, it's just, it goes into prairies. I live on the prairies, so I'm t- I technically live in a grass zone. So I see a Porty-tale. lot of grass. <laughs> I see a lot of grass and normal types. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's Portytale, uh Rapidash, um, Geodudes are around here, and um, seeing a lot of, uh, Rattata and... I saw a Mon... uh, key and, uh... Pidgey, and... What's that... What's that Parasite one? The Paras- Parasite? Parasite, yes. Yeah, Paras. I see a lot of them, too. So that's kind of what I'm seeing, is like, kind of normal grass types. Um, we got some Eevees around here. Um... I heard a theory that there's, like, more... The later you go out at night, the more kind of nocturnal ones will pop out. So, like, you'll see more ghost types, uh, like Clefairy, uh, Jigglypuff, uh, Ghast, Ghastly. You'll see
3: those at night, I apparently guess. Go, apparently, graveyards are a spot where this will spawn more ghost types and stuff like that. Oh, maybe we should <laughs> take a walk through the graveyard. Holy shit, I should do that. Yeah,
2: and then there's a, the, all the talk of the... Water types will be more likely, like near water. You go down to some place where there's water, you're going to see water types there. Um, I haven't really tested any of that stuff yet. Because holy we shit, a ra- Rhydon just showed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm playing right now. Yeah, I was just looking at mine. What's around? I got
2: like everything that's around me, or things I've already caught. So, um, I guess you have to travel a little bit. I haven't. There's also things like Pokestops and Gyms, which are kind of key locations that are. All my stops are parks. Like, everyone has been in a park so far. Even the gyms have been in parks. Um, there are some that are at, like, some cafes and stuff like that. Um, so, like, frequented areas. But I'm not seeing any that are, like, in malls or anything like that. Um, or strict malls. They seem to be more in nicer, uh, locations like that where you can walk around and kind of be active. So on trails and such. Um, so, ah, that's my experience with it so far. Is I I need to try it out some more. I want to go to like I want to go down to the river see if I'm going to see a lot of water types down there. Um, I'm going to go to the cemetery now. And I'm just going to see if I'm going to see any ghost types. Just walk around there. That'd be cool. If that really does make a huge difference or not. Because
0: yeah. I want to believe it will. I still want yeah. to believe it. And like it's still, it's still very.
2: We're having tr- there's a lot of trouble with servers. Servers keep dropping. Um, so it's very. It feels like kind of new release. It's new release. Yeah. They're still working out bugs. Uh, but it's feels like a mobile game where you just go out and that's really all you can do is you catch pokemon and there's gyms where you can put pokemon and then they train and then
3: that gets you pokecoins and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, um, another thing that I've noticed around this whole thing by the way is mm-hmm. that a lot of people there's already been a lot even in just t- less than 24 hours there's been like like news articles and stuff about this thing. My one of my personal favorites is because this was released in Australia, it was one of the first places released. And the police station in Darwin, Australia, had to put out this on their Facebook. For those Pokemon trainers out there using Pokemon Go, whilst the Darwin police station may feature, feature as a Pokestop, please be advised that you don't actually have to step inside in order to gain the Pokeballs. (laughs) It is also a good idea to look up and away from your phone in both ways before crossing the street. That shanseru isn't going anywhere as fast. Stay safe and catch them all. That was from from the Northern Territory Police and Fire and Emergency Services in Australia. It's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, and there's also been other stories because um, apparently somebody called the cops on a group of about 10 or so people in a park... At twelve thirty at night, who were who were using the who were fighting there, like guys uh, like Pokemon, using like, the gym, using, yeah, using the gym and combat and fighting each other at like actually like and like battling each other, and somebody yeah. got got scared and called the cops. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> there's already a, a good amount of stories popping up, so.
1: It's a really interesting new direction for gaming to take that you have to, you know, Mm -hmm. go somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm happy Pokemon's doing this instead of just another, uh, repeat of what they've already done.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, definitely. But yeah, Uh. so should we move on then? Yeah, the only thing I gotta go and say
0: is, um, I've already seen somebody, uh, almost get run over trying to go and catch a Pokemon today, so, uh... Okay. Yeah, no, they have those warning... Right. Yeah, na- in Natural changes, Selection so. is going to be taking quite a few people here, I believe.
1: Oh. Yeah, be safe.
0: Yeah,
2: please. I just, I just love seeing all the Pokemon Go memes coming back. Because they kind of died off for a little bit there, and now they're all going to be all the rage again. Because, god damn, they're hilarious to me. Oh, they are. they are. They're better than the actual game. <laughs> Maybe maybe because they're what the game could be and the game will never be what the, those means are so so I, true like it's just like the theory of like the whole things of like people running around into obscure places trying to catch Pokemon it's like they're just like on a plane and it's like oh there's, there's this back there and the pilot's like what the fuck and then just turns the plane around or it's like going up to Area 51 where it's just like you can't be here sir let me in I know you got Mewtwo in there just, it's just it's 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 uh it just makes me laugh or 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 the concept of people just like they got their checklist of like dressing up like a pokemon trainer getting a whole bunch of badges we actually have
3: friends right now tyler we've we've i've seen we have friends no we have friends that we go to con with that have admitted like i'm wandering around i'm walking down the street now looking like a pokemon trainer what is wrong with me
2: yeah, I'm trying to make myself look as Pokemon train I'm, like, strictly, like, three colors. That's all I can wear. Like, any more than three colors. So i got to coordinate my colors, look really out there, primary colors, wearing lots of purple and black.
1: Maybe carry around a bug net?
0: I'm not a bug type. Uh, no, that's that's, that's going to be me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, I'm
1: well, a guy. I'm still for my hair too, across. You have to take your hat and turn it dramatically around and then pose.
3: One of my favorite comics... Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite comics right now. It was... I, I, I noticed a backpack when they first announced Pokemon Go and what it was. It was... A, it, it's... Um, it's a picture of the Pope sitting on his, uh, on his throne, and, he sa- and there's this Pokemon trainer in front of him on his phone. He's like, why are you here, son? He's like, my Pokemon Go says Arceus is here in the Vatican. And then he's like, the Pope's like, I know. If you want it, you've got to fight. And it's like, Prince, Francis the Pope, the Pope wants to fight. The Pope's a gym leader.
2: Oh, what's this ghastly you got here? You son of a bitch.
0: It just showed up. I'm sorry. You know what I was talking anyway, about. We've got yeah, Ghost. We so we Go-
3: ironically, uh, so a Ghastly appeared above your computer. Yep.
2: So your your version of uh, Pokemon Go looks different than mine.
3: Well, his is iOS.
2: Yeah. Or maybe it's... Oh, Mo because he's in Monster <laughs> Captain mode. That's right. Never mind. I'm crazy.
3: But anyways, so should we move on? Yes, we've got ghosts. Let's get some zombies
0: in here. Tyler, yeah, they're up. They're going.
2: They've they've been they're they've been up and about, man. They they've been playing. When
3: Pokemon. the hell did they get here?
2: They've been playing Pokemon Go. They've been out there running around. It's dark out now, so they can look for their own ghost types because they're all going to be ghost types too. Because like they're zombies, what else would they have? Come on, Cole. Jeez. Um, so. Let's see, uh, they're, they're getting together, uh, they're, they're doing good here, um, there you go, their instruments are set up, they've, they've stopped playing the Pokemon goes now, and one, two, one, two, three. Ah, it's time for Tyler's Anime Corner. Now, in Tyler's Anime Corner once a week. I, Tyler, ask a question about anime. My friends come up with anime to fit that question. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's not even a question. This week's question is animal and monster companions. More of a statement. Let's see what anime my friends
0: come up with in this week's anime corner. Okay, I... I've never seen the zombies drop their instruments so quickly to go and pull out smartphones. I know, right? It's They're all kind of freaky, just seeing them running off. Must be something good out there. They have they, got the bug. Yep. So
2: as you guessed, this is being kind of Pokemon y themed, this whole podcast, because of Go. Uh, so I've got my Animal and Monster Companions, which is kinda what Pokemon is. So, you don't have to pick that as the anime, but you gotta... Uh, same thing. Same thing. There's lots of animes like that. So, it's not hard to find one.
1: I thought of one. Um, such a trashy anime. Oh. Uh, Rosario plus vampire. I think that that kind of counts as a uh, animal-monster-companion-slash-weapon-slash-narrator-slash-fourth-wall-breaker-slash-plot-twist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All the slashes.
2: Now, nah, I've never watched it. <gasps> I know, right? It's Neither such garbage. I.
1: You have to watch it.
0: Oh, <laughs> you don't count. Wait, what? 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 I know, man. How is this possible? I know, man. I mean, first Bobo Bo and now this? It's like I, I, know, I don't man. even know you, man. Oh, well, I've watched so many other stuff. I, I make up for it.
2: Don't you worry <laughs> about it. Don't you worry your pretty little head. So just. So since since I know nothing, I I guess sell me on it. Sell me on this this bat creature. This bat monster that breaks the fourth wall. Well,
0: okay, um, I I have to go and cut in here real quick. Um yes. a Zubat just popped up over my computer. Perfect. <laughs> That's so
3: perfect. Go catch us, and yeah. But anyway, so tell us about Rosario.
1: Okay, I'm going to spoil something, though. Sorry. Spoilers. Um, The whole first season, this bat is coming in and saying, you know, narrating a little bit. And then every time there's a fight scene, this bat's like, that fight lasted only 31 seconds. And you're just like, oh, this is just a funny little thing in the show. And then in the second season, it turns out the bat's been spying on them the whole time for another character. So, bum, 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 and then it transforms into a weapon. So, it's kind of a neat little plot twist there. That's cool. So, Yeah, I mean, the show itself is, is one of those trashy, the wind blows up the skirts animes, but it's so self-aware that I like it. That it knows what it's doing is silly.
2: A boy who... Inevently enrolls in a boarding school for monsters.
1: Yes, and all the girls love him for no reason.
2: Oh, and as as it's a jump. Yeah, and jump, Shannon. So, Colin yep. loves this.
0: It's, it's a twist on the classic harem series. Yep. Mm.
2: Well, is this not what that uh, the other one was? Uh, Magical uh, monster girl. Oh, I just forgot the name of it.
1: It's it similar. Good. Yeah, um... The name's um,
2: probably important, but... Yeah, I'm spacing on the name of that other anime. I like that other one. It was pretty tongue-in-cheek and fan and stuff, so... The guy fingers the girl in that one just by accident. It happens. Nothing? No one? Not even mm-hmm. a gasp from Rob? I'm okay. not, not
0: even gonna touch that one.
2: It's a snake girl if it means anything. <laughs> so, Somebody's out.
0: into that. It's not me.
2: Okay, so, I guess that's it. That, that's done? Okay, that was quick.
1: Yeah, sure, that's that character. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that. Okay. Cole, you have one that's not one you've said before. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about, uh... uh cooking Wars Season 2 or something.
3: Actually, no. 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 I don't Even know
2: though that is...
3: I don't know. There isn't any... Is there any, uh...
2: No, there isn't, so I don't yeah, know how you true. do it, but you try and find <laughs> it, all, you've only seen less than ten animes.
3: It's been more than ten, shut up. has it? I thought we counted. We never we got did count, I we made, we made it first. past
1: ten. You could yeah. use the animals that they cook. <laughs>
3: not, <laughs> the that beef, though. That cow. That chicken, that Lots fish. Of fish. Lots of fish. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, Kogo. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, I, I chose Appa from the last Airbender. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, but yeah, it, I've, I'm, I'm assuming everybody on this call has watched that show. What show? The Last Airbender. Oh, you mean that movie by M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong?
2: Yeah, oh, that's what I was talking. That's not no. my first thought.
3: <laughs> no, the uh, the cart, the actual Avatar: The Last Airbender.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're just trolling you, bro. You mean Avatar yeah. by James Cameron with all those blue aliens?
1: <laughs> Was Appa the one with the that had sex with the plants through his hair? Is that
0: <laughs> probably? Man, jeez! Oh my god! I ended up with two Danes this
3: podcast. <laughs>
2: That, that really threw me for a loop, because it was like, that's how they had sex, but then that's how he also talks to the animals, so I was just like,
3: oh, okay. I dropped
2: out of that call, I had to. Oh. <laughs> uh, I it's like out. dropping
1: the mic, but no, nothing gets hurt. <laughs> no technology
2: yeah. breaks. Uh, no one even noticed, so. Uh, yeah. Enough jokes aside, Avatar the Last Airbender with Aang and his flying bison, Appa.
3: Yes. Which also kind of goes into a little bit into Cora as well, because a lot of people were like at the time of the last of the first, I suppose, the first season of. Uh, wait, wait,
2: wait. What, of what, what about the what about the Earth King's bear? Not not. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, we're not just, talking just about just the bear. bear. you mean the one that mauled him to death. <laughs> I just like it's great. It's like what like uh, what were all the talks? Cat bear? No, bear.
3: Like just bear. Yeah, just a bear. Are you sure it's not a pottopus bear? Nope, just a bear.
2: Just oh, it's great. I love that. Okay, go. Uh,
3: I, I did my bit. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, it's a funny show. It is a very funny show. But yeah, um, due to the use, I, I guess. The, how, how would I put this? Because at the time when the Fire Nation attacked, <laughs> um, essentially. Yeah, because they attacked the air, the air, the air, nomads. Pretty much all of the flying bison were either killed or any got a, went went extinct. Essentially, no,
2: there's there's wild ones. Wait still. for it,
3: okay. but yeah, but but at that point, all the ones that were known were extinct, and so the last one and Appa was thought to be the last. Just like, just like Aang was was the last Airbender. And, of course, Appa is a giant white bison with an arrow on his head, and he flies. <laughs> and is essentially the... Are I believe they're the ones that taught airbending. Would I be correct Ye- in saying that? Um... Uh, s- n- sort of? Like, the dragons taught firebending. <laughs> yeah. Taught for the fi- the original set of fire bending, the um, the moles did the earth bending. Yeah, uh, the, um, the, the the air bison taught air bu- air bending, and the moon apparently taught water bending.
2: <laughs> was it the uh, moon? No, it wasn't it? Wasn't the moon? I thought it was like the turtle or something.
3: Well I look it was,
2: at- Or was I- that the spear bending that the turtle taught? So
3: uh, the turtle taught spear
0: bending. Yeah, yeah. No, the the moon. Uh, they- it was at least referenced when they got to the. It was the South Pole right? That's where the big yeah. uh, big city was. Yeah, yeah, and like That's the two good. the two
2: moons back then were like two koi fish that were just always in sync. Yeah, which is the moon and the ocean. Nope,
3: no, we were. You're right. Power what? of wonder setting was first granted by the water on lion turtle.
0: Uh, lion turtle. Yeah. Okay. So it was correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Isn't that part of the Legend of Korra uh, backstory to the first uh, Avatar, though? Maybe. Is that going and just... directing back to how it was... Well, actually, I guess that actually did override yeah, um, the that's... original Airbender story,
2: didn't it's... it? That's sort of the correct one. And then, like, because any other Cause thing they was... never
3: men- It was never mentioned.
2: What, really? What? What was never mentioned?
3: No, it was never really mentioned... Who taught water? First taught water bending in the original series.
2: Oh, not water bending. No, I don't think so. They just they just get their power from the moon.
3: Yeah, they get their power from the moon and the ocean.
2: Because uh, there's the two spirits, like the earth and, and the moon, or the water ocean and, and the moon are always entwined, and so there's the spirits, and that's what gives them power. But that's not where they learned it from. Um, no. There's like so that's the thing in the first one. A lot of that's like. Uh, Aang learning that it's all like lore, and the thing about lore is
3: not always right.
2: Sort of changes over time, and it's like gospel. It's like kind of correct, kind of not correct. Uh, And then basically, when they did do the first Avatar story, that's when they just said, "No, this is how it happened. This is it. This is the first Avatar." And then, but that's how the first Avatar got the powers. Where how the people got their powers. They sort of, it says that they learned from these things that are doing it. They didn't get their powers from it. They're just doing, they're emulating it basically. So they learned how to do it by watching these things do that. It's like the earthbenders learned how to become earthbenders because they watched the bulls uh, bend the earth. And so they just sort of watched them, learned how to do it themselves, and then they can just do it. Um, Where the avatar was someone special where he went around and.
3: Yeah, yeah physically got and, yeah.
2: the power from things um yeah, no that's that avatar uh, oh, yeah.
3: oh yeah um moving from there though um but yeah that's essentially kind of like i like, we kind of got off topic and went from air bend- airbending bending to waterbending, but yeah that's essentially and in the legend of korra the um, i can't what was his name tenzin Yenzen yep tenzin yeah tenzin had a um voice by jake simmons Yes, had a flying bison. A lot of people was, uh, th- at first assumed that was Appa. Oh, which it wasn't, because I, there was more lore that was included that that Aang had found a wander a lost herd of bison, of wild bison.
2: I thought that was just. A, when did that happen? When they found more wild bison? Is it was any... after.
3: It was after the show.
2: No, was it, that in Korra? Because th- there's, there's an
0: episode where they find Bison.
3: Yeah. Um, that was, was, that well, was in Season 3 of
0: Korra that they discovered the... Uh, no,
3: but Aang himself found Bison. Yeah,
0: no, no, I, I we understand you, yeah, yeah. what you're saying there, Cole, because yeah, that was Oogie, that was his, uh, that was oh. Tenzin's uh, Bison. And that was explained, you know, through basically a backhand comment on there toward the, I think at the end of Season 1, maybe at the beginning of Season 2... Hmm. Uh, but yeah, they did go and discover an actual wild uh, herd of them in uh, yeah. season three of Korra. Because they were talking about, it, like, they are trying to
2: teach them. That was a whole subplot of them teaching them how to, like, uh, uh, basically. Uh, well, why am I forgetting this word now, too? Search of the Domesticate. There we go.
3: Domestication.
2: Yeah, so they're trying to domesticate. What about the lemurs? I thought the lemurs were also extinct, too.
3: I think I think they they
1: remember them being at the temples.
3: Yeah, they, well, they were still around. They hung around the high peaks and became well, pets.
2: But that's, well, that's where they lived. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that they became pets; they just happened to live there. And then the nomads built temples there.
3: Yeah. Um, okay, moving. I gotta. We gotta move on, though. Unfortunately, just because we're we're really late.
2: Uh, no, <laughs> uh, rem- uh, Cole, remember a lot of that.
3: Oh yeah, a lot of that's balls. edit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I don't want. I don't want because I've I've gone off topic a little bit. I'm gonna pass the torch.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna talk about what I want to talk about. I haven't even, I haven't even decided yet. Shit, I'm gonna decide right now. I'm gonna <laughs> decide on
0: monster ranchers. Oh, oh damn yeah. It. Oh, you're about monster ranchers, Rob? I was, because I actually just finished watching the show, it's on Hulu now, Uh, and finally got around to going and watching that, because I'd seen maybe eight or nine episodes when it was on Fox Kids back in the late 90s, I can't remember, maybe into the early 2000s, I really can't remember when that aired originally, but it didn't stay on the schedule that long, so I just ended up with... This little teaser, I you know met the whole intro, or I met the main cast, and then nothing else past that. So it's like I really want to see on how this series went, and does it hold up the way that I remembered it being from my childhood? And it actually did, which is such a weird thing. It's one of the few cases I can think of that actually did hold up.
3: Hmm.
0: So keep, keep talking yeah. about it. Tell me more. Tell me more. I, I mean, it's basically a Tron-type story. Uh, Kid got pulled into a video game. Uh, Monster Rancher, I think, 3 was what it was in the uh, show, although God only knows if it was actually 3 in a Japanese version. That might have just been the English translation on there. And unlike the games, um, he ends up going and uh, finding a data disk that has his main monster in it, Uh, that he unlocks, but he actually ends up befriending and forming alliances with monsters that would normally be NPCs inside of the game itself, uh, and traveling together to go and defeat the great enemy, the evil, worst name ever made for a villain, the evil Moo. (laughs) M-O-O. It was not a catapult. It was really disappointing, though. If you watched all of it, there's a plot twist there. Oh, yes, uh, yes. There's, uh, there's a couple of plot twists if you go and get into Season 2 as well. Yep. Yeah. So, I, uh, I've watched all of it, and it's just kinda... I, I, I don't really want to spoil it, actually, just because it is available to such a large audience now. I'd actually encourage people to go and check it out, because this was a series that was rather interesting, because a lot of these in almost pokemon clone type series a lot of times they're pretty shallow with the way that the character personalities are um there's a lot of typecasting that goes in which i will say there is a little bit of that that goes on but it's kind of interesting with the way that each of the individual monster types have kind of their own culture and um I guess mentalities that go along with them, and it makes for some really interesting interactions and dynamics inside of the show. It's much deeper than what a lot of those uh, shown in kids shows would generally be. It's a little bit of a weird one, and honestly, the cast of characters, the monsters themselves, really do make for a great experience, both for moving the main character through his experience inside of this game world, but also compelling him to go back, uh, after one of those, every anime ever. Oh, he found himself in another world. Oh, he's back in the, he's back in the real world. Oh, he's got to go back moments. Yeah. Yeah. That does happen. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. My experience with it is
2: like, I remember watching it young. I go back and watch, I I was able to rewatch it, like go back and watch it again later when I'm older um, and that means it holds up enough that it's not really hard to watch like some animes do when they're really old, like that. Um, it still does feel kind of 90s. Um, but it also suffers from the, uh, the way cartoons and anime were dubbed in the 90s as well. So, like, uh,. How would I say? It's it, it does still feel like a 90s anime cartoon. Uh, like, it's got that whole uh, aesthetic of it. Uh, where, like, the main character has rollerblades and likes to rollerblade around. Um, it's got, like, a, uh, a... I guess it does have a very unique, unique aspect of it where it's just, like, they're going around trying to find these monster discs to unlock more monsters to fight the evil bad guy. Uh, Mu, who is um, making his forces stronger to conquer the world. Uh, So, I've always liked those animes where they're on a journey to find things, and then they go through like because that that's that that reminds me of like of uh, almost Legend of Zelda stuff where they're have a very clear they're going after. Something where it's like a big part, and then that cuts down to sub parts. So that's like, oh, they need this giant the the phoenix, the phoenix tablet is what they're looking for, uh, but it's broken, so they got to go find each individual tablet. And then along the way, they run into they first have to g- gather information where it is. They're just kind of wandering around. They get some sub stories of that. They find some monsters, more companions. They build up, and it follows the way like RPG video games go where you just get more companions and then you are on this quest to find these parts and it doesn't get convoluted or anything like that. Um, so it's a very clear quest for the entire time because a lot of other animes, there's, they're not on a quest, it's just day by day stuff happens and they just deal with that stuff. Um, where, yeah, that's why I like that. It felt very nice like that where they had goals and you could slowly see them kind of complete those goals. So uh, I remember, boy, did they come out with a lot of games for that, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a game that my friends and I play uh, called Monster Ranchers Hop About. came out on PS1. Literally, the concept of the game is they, the characters stumble across a temple, and then it shoots them into the sky, and so, and they only have pogo sticks, and so they have to traverse these kind of puzzles. They're all—it's just um, a grid, like this grid map going forward of like tiles. Uh, there's holes in the tiles. There's some tiles that are boosts that send you in different directions, or speed you up, or make you jump really high, and it's just like. The pogo stick jumps across these tiles, and you basically move forward, and it's just like kind of a puzzle game to get ahead. Um, Very simple game, and boy, did we get addicted to it. So, because you just... They're on on a pogo stick, and then you basically go through this kind of puzzle maze to the end of the level. And it was kind of hard. So we would just... Play that game for endless hours because it's a simple concept. There's not really any story to it. We never finished it either. I don't know how many how many uh, levels there were. So it's just yeah. That's that's that. I, I don't know what the more. I know there's also a card game too. There's like a two video game card games as well for Monster Ranchers and a weird dance thing. Man, it's crazy. So, that's my...
1: Does the, does the eye thing to anybody else look kind of like... I didn't see Monster Rancher, but the eye thing makes me think of from Small Soldiers? The older, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's exactly right.
1: And, but I think I won that little pink penguin thing from A Claw Machine. Because I didn't huh. see it, but that looks very familiar to me, having a weird pink penguin turtle shell thing. Yeah,
0: Mochi! That's
2: Mochi. Uh, he's named Mochi because... When he curls up for his one of the attacks, he looks like a little ball of mochi. Uh, so that's that. Uh, what's what was the eyes? Uh, Gonzo was is that his name? The big eye. Uh,
0: Sanzo, I think.
2: Yeah, I remember him. I guess you're right. They did have very. They were very characteristic. Uh, he was like the sarcastic. Like he had the he had the Gonzo the eye guy. He was like the sarcastic. Um, he always had something to say. He was the mouth. That's basically all I was. It was a big mouth, one big guy, and he was always talking. You had the hare, which was a thief who was always trying to steal stuff. See, yes, that's wisecracker. You get the wise cracker. You got the golem, who is like the soft, tender guy. He's like a big, muscle guy, but he's always um, he's very kind-hearted. Okay. Uh, you have Mochi, who is the very naive baby character, uh, and then you have the two adults, uh, which is the guy and the girl. Um, yeah it's it feels like an RPG party like even more I talk about it it just feels like they're on a quest so it's like you're watching some kind of fantasy quest where they're it's like things you'd have in some pen and paper tabletop board game like the things they did and they met characters and they had goals to do is like what happened in that anime so
1: so I think group dynamics and those kind of questy RPGs are really what make them because like a lot yeah. of I personally don't like Sword Art Online because it was so singular or just on a duo of people as opposed to other ones that just nail the genre and just focus on a group dynamic and everybody growing as a team and each people, you know, what they contribute and what they also take away from the journey.
3: Mm -hmm. So, So
1: that's neat that they have that dynamic in Monster Ranger.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd say that I agree with Raw on that. Then where it's character, they do have great character group dynamic. So go watch it if you haven't seen Monster Ranchers before. It's you said it's on Hulu. So yep, you have no excuse. It's really
0: accessible.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just sign up for one week free trial. You'll you'll get through those fifty two episodes or whatever it was.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: it was a good chunk of episodes too. It's not like a your
2: typical. 13 to 20-something. Yes. That's a fair bit. So, yeah. I guess you and I both talked about Monster Ranchers, which is good. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah,
3: and I guess that's it, then. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's that's that. Tyler's Anime Corner. We talked about games. Or we talked about anime. Not games. Games is coming up. This is where Cole transforms into the table itself.
3: Uh, oh, God, this is uh, stiff. Holy Jesus.
0: Uh.
3: uh.
0: I can't remember last
3: week. Here, hold on, let me try again. Ow. That's a lot of teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Theme time.
3: Theme time. Hey, do you like video games, board games, role playing games, just literally any kind of game that you could think of? Well, welcome to the gaming table where we're going to talk about all those things and more ranging from topics such as new releases, current events, social trends, and old favorites. So if any of that interests you, then, well, let's see what you bring to the table. Okay, so let's see, lay it lay it on the table, what we got this week.
0: Um, you gotta, you I want to tell us what we're laying out on the table there. I mean, that could mean a lot of different things, and some people true. might not be able to participate in that. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about hey, our favorite card boot games. Flop too. We talked about this. You can whip out the boot.
3: <laughs> we, we had this discussion already. So let's talk about our favorite card games. Okay. So let's talk. Start with the guest. So Amy, you're up.
1: Yeah. Okay. I am super excited about this topic because I just got a new game uh, that came out. It's from the makers of Superfight, Fight, which um, if you haven't. Super Fight It's basically a game About Where you draw cards And you argue Who would win in a fight There's an anime expansion Go play it But I'm gonna focus On Red Flags Um basically what it is is you draw four trait cards that are good traits and i have the deck right here so some of them would be like patient in touch with their feelings you never age while you're dating them you never gain weight while you're dating them professional chef then there's blank ones which is really cool because if you know the people you're playing with you can be like oh well this person loves sushi so i'll be like oh it makes the best sushi ever so you play those and we go around the table and everyone talks about their ideal date And then you draw three red cards, because you're going to fuck up everyone's date. So some of the red cards, which are really where the game shines, is, um, I just am pulling some random ones. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, you play it on the person to the right. So you're not screwing up your own date. And then you want the one single person to pick the best date. So some of the cards are... Won't Stop Juggling.
2: Oh my god, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Collects Human Skulls. Says They're Practically Free.
2: Still uses a
1: flip phone. (laughs) Always wears a luchador mask. Has two other spouses. Hits on every server. Mm. Only eats deep fried food. Is a hobbit. And let's let's find one. Oh, here we go. Thinks Twilight deserved an Oscar. So, I don't know. It's just one of the... I, I like games that... You can explain to people in just a few minutes, and then everybody can start playing, and if someone walks up, they can join in, Um, and also just games that make people laugh. I don't, you know, every once in a while, I'll play, like, a serious game, like Pandemic or Agricola or, you know, something that requires time, but I just love party games, so I think I would give it a 4.5 out of 5 stars.
2: Because Ooh. it doesn't have a
1: lot of replay value, but it's hilarious.
2: We got a point system now. Holy crap. Oh,
1: I know. I just installed that. Pachow! <laughs> uh,
2: so, you mean it doesn't have replayability?
1: So, just like Cards Against Humanity, um, once you've read all the cards, you've read them all. And there's yep. expansions, and I wish I'd bought one. There's, uh, like, a. Some of the cards are pretty dirty, but there's an even dirtier expansion pack that I regret not buying, but I just was like, Oh, I don't know about this game yet. But yeah, once you've read the cards you know them and also you go through the cards pretty quickly. So Okay.
2: Yeah, no, I can understand that. That yeah. happens yeah, with cards against humanity where
1: you basically you know the have the cards, cards memorized. <laughs> yeah. And you got all of
2: that combination, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's mm-hmm. it is hilarious the first time you play it like it hurt it made my gut hurt from laughing so much, mm-hmm. and then after that you just you just already know all the cards so you got to kind of I guess that's why all these other card games that like emulates that style are always very popular because it's like the concept everyone knows um, whereas originally everyone relates it to apples to apples. Um, yeah. And then it's always just a little bit changed on that. And then now you've got these kind of card games, which is leaving things more up to debate, where apples to apples, it was either funny or it's not. Um, you've got, I guess, Super Fight. Um, the Rooster Teeth came out with million or, uh million dollars, but, which is the same thing where it's like you have the scenarios and then people setting up their cards, and then it's just a whole bunch of people arguing and talking.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: so is is there so have you played this dating game yet or you just you literally just picked it up so
1: i've played yeah. it I've played it twice with two different groups of people and it's definitely it's it's fun to see how it is with different people and I guess that that kind of is what gives it a little more replayability is that you're really trying to gear it towards someone so yeah. for some people, some of these wouldn't really be deal breakers. I could look through and try to find one but um There was one that was like, oh, only speaks in Klingon. Some people would be like, fine, I'll learn Klingon, you know? But then there's some of them that you just can't get over. Like, uh, their kisses taste like poop, and they love kissing. Ugh.
2: Dang. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, is, is, is is there a lot of discussion in this one to, like, persuade them, or...
1: You can definitely defend your date, but people generally know when their date is completely ruined um like one of them is celibate (laughs) it's kind of a deal breaker for a lot of people (laughs) so there's a little bit of debate and you're supposed to defend it but usually it's a gut feeling unlike super fight where you literally go through your entire battle strategy um which is a lot more arguing
2: yeah that one's like a lot more debate uh what's the other one um there's another one that's like Superfight. i can't remember the name of it right now but it is basically you throw your cards down and then you just sort of uh kind of defend it and you just talk about it um i guess there's other ones like um snake oil and fun employment that are also like that uh yeah that's that's that i'm not hosting this to gaming table cool Host, host more. Exactly. I'm asking too many questions. I shouldn't ask these questions.
1: Well, you what just want to play because I picked such an awesome game. It's not your fault.
2: <laughs> I didn't want to play ask. all the games, though. That's, that's the thing. I <laughs> never got to play enough games when I was young, and now I've got like a. I've gotten real hard into them, so I've just got a pile of board games now.
1: Well, I have a closet, so we're on the same page with that
3: one.
0: Yeah.
3: Alrighty, Robert.
0: Mm. Yo. Okay. Okay. So my uh, my card game is kind of a weird one called Drunk, Stoned, or Stupid. Has anybody heard of this game before?
3: No, but I want to play it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. This is one of the most unique party games that I've ever played. Uh, basically you got this box of cards, and it's got 250 individual cards that say kind of weird things like, uh, let's see here, let's look through the box here. Uh, Calls dibs on people at a party, uh, shame people for going to bed, be a total brand whore, wash red cups in the dishwasher. All of these things seem relatively benign by themselves. The idea with this game is that at the beginning of each phase you have somebody drawing the card and are drawing a card and reading it out loud. That person is there by the judge. The person to their left then goes and comes up with a story trying to go and peg that to one of the people that is playing the game with them. At which point after the story is done, the accused gets a chance to defend themselves and try to peg it on somebody else. You go around the table, and at the end of it, the judge goes and decides who that best fits and goes and awards them the card, which basically amounts to a negative point. When a player gets seven cards, the game is over, and everybody gets to declare if they were drunk, stoned, or stupid. <laughs> huh. So it's a little on the mean-spirited side, but it's, uh, it's kind of a fun one if you like to go and just make up bullshit stories and uh, go and make your friends sound worse than they actually are. That, that kind of sounds. That kind of sounds like uh, Overlord. <laughs> That's one bit. I'm
2: not familiar with. <laughs> um, yeah, that one. It's basically the Overlord gave his minions a task, and then they all have cards that they put down, and they basically make bullshit stories. And the the they cards play. they play out of their hand are um, elements from the story. So they play a card down, and it'll it'll have something written on it, and then they'll basically start bullshitting a story and then they'll throw the blame onto one of the other people and it's always throwing blame around and then when someone's story starts not adding up that's when uh, like the overlord has something called a withering stare and they starts passing those out and then once you get too many of them that's the person who's blamed um and then that's the person that loses uh so it's kind of that bullshitting stuff too or you're just building up a story um
1: Another one, if you like stories, is... uh, Has anyone played Story Dice? Nope. No. No? Nope? Real quick, it's super easy to explain, is you just have nine dice with pictures in them, and you divide them between the players, and one person names it, like, worst day ever, um, my ninth birthday party, it seemed like a normal day, whatever you want to name it. And then you roll your dice, and you get a picture. Uh, Some example pictures are, like, there's a scarab, there's a rocket ship... There's someone eating a cookie, there's someone crying There's someone digging a hole, just random stuff And you have to incorporate it into the story And you just go around the table And you're like, I don't, I don't know, it's just one of those games Where you have to adapt and That sounds pretty it's, kind of, it's like the not mean-spirited version <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, it's super portable too, which makes it the best
3: mm-hmm.
2: mm. Okay
0: Yeah Oh, did you have did you have more to say on yours, Rob, at all? Not not really, to be honest. I mean, that pretty well covers it all in one shot. There's not a lot of depth to this game, but there's almost infinite replayability depending on how many new people you can bring into the game each time.
2: Yeah, I always find that with the case. Like, the the simpler the game, the more replayability because it's up to the players themselves to uh, produce the entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm going to talk about mine... Which is, uh, we seem to all be having, like, all our card games seem to be that party card game where it's just like, uh, it's easy to drop in and out of, like, because I'm trying to think of, like, what other card games there really are. Like, there's the trading card games, which is like, you build decks. You got the uh, other card games like Munchkins, which is like, uh, what, Munchkins, Roommates, um, Or Shea Geek. Those kind of card ah, games. Still mine. <laughs> uh, building up... Oh, you, yeah, Shea Geek, where you're building up your own kind of like uh, pluses and minuses of stuff. Uh, but like, I want to talk about mine, which is uh, Channel A, the anime pitch party game. Now, this one is basically... Up to the person. Um, so what? 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 It is is one person is the executive, and they have to have. Uh, they've got to play two premise cards. So they'll pick up five five premise cards. I'm going to pick up five right now. And these things range from things like magical girls to harem, to post apocalyptic to cafe. Uh, your basic premises, and so someone's got the executives gotta pick two of those and play them down. Here, I'm just gonna pick random two. Cyberpunk Dystopia and Girls Love. So, that would be your premise that you gotta fill in. And then everyone else would have uh, a hand of ten cards of these uh, other cards which are literally just single words on them but they're from, from various animes. So, like, I've got Goddess... Kind of alchemist, dream, monsters. Um, and so they'd have to build a title from that. So let's say it's like a cyberpunk uh, cyberpunk girl's love. That's, that's the two things i got to talk about. So I'm going to name mine Dream Goddess. And that's the name of my anime and now i got to pitch it. And how I want to pitch it, what it's about um, is kind of up to me. I could like I could either pitch it, or I could even say some of these cards are just single letters, as in, like, the way you would have a second season is, like, they'd put whatever that, and then an S at the end, and then that second season. So you could even pitch it as if you've already pitched the first season was a success, and now you're pitching the second season, where it's just like, well, you all know about Dream Goddess... Well, here's Dream Goddess R, the second season, where things get real crazy. Uh, Which works, because if you can start talking about that, um, you just, you just gotta pitch it in some kind of way, and it's really up to the person, so mm-hmm. it's, you got lots of replayability, because you're simply just putting titles together, um, and I really haven't seen anyone make the same title yet from playing it as much as I have, uh, cause there is a good chunk of cards, um. I know if they
3: do come up with the same cards, though, their concept might be different.
2: Yeah. But, like, if if someone made that same title with someone else and it was really memorable, then it's really hard to forget that. But... Like, you don't jump to the same conclusions anyone else does like you do with uh, Cards Against Humanity or something like that. Um, It's just because it's up to the person. You just have the names. You have whatever they could be. Um, so I, I really like it. Everyone I've played with, they always seem skeptical of playing it because it sounds just kind of weird. But then once they get into it, they, we normally have a lot of fun because people people are pretty creative and they just think of really funny anime ideas and you don't realize it until you get right into the swing of things. that These are actually probably some pretty good animes that you'd want to watch. So, yeah, that's my game. Anime Pitch Club. <sighs>
1: I want to play that. It sounds so good.
2: <laughs> I'd play. Uh, we we oh, uh, we came up with one. It was like called. It was you uh, uni- um, parallel dimensions and agriculture were the premise, and someone came up with uh, oh god, what was the name of the title? Uh, Universal. Was Farmer Cart? It was Universal something. Um, And it was all about aliens coming from another dimension stealing the farmer's cows. And so it was all about these farmers going to other planets in another dimension just to get their cows back. And it was... That sounds amazing. (laughs) It was a hilarious concept. Because it was just like, we we dressed them up as being real hicks. Just like, I'm getting my cows back. Just build my spaceship and go getting them aliens. Getting my cows and it was just uh, man, it, it, you just come up with some really good ideas. So we'll play that. We'll have a podcast where we just play that. That will be a thing. I'm done.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Let's see. So I guess my turn. I suppose um, for myself, I kind of have a whole array because I've. Uh, and, and one of them in the, that's in there is literally one that I want to play, especially with you, Tyler, or just with a bu- the friends that we have, because I know it would turn out really funny. Oh, Gloom's another card game. Yeah, Gloom's another amazing one. Um, I'll, I'll go over that as well. So, of course, everybody knows Cards Against Humanity. And like you mentioned, of course, a lot of people, eventually you'll get the same things over and over again. So unfortunately, that's one of those, and 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 it becomes less funny. So you end up needing to take breaks. Um, like it's some some cards complement other cards mm-hmm.
2: just really well, and then people just kind of jump to those being together. So you just see those combination of cards together all the time. And also, it's really hard to shuffle those cards, so they tend to be in people's hands quite A lot often. More often, yeah. So.
3: Um, moving on to another one that me and Tyler have played, um, it's called Shea Geek. Um, the concept essentially is that you are all, everybody at the table are roommates in one house, and you need, and you, everybody gets, has a job, and everybody has a different score that they need to obtain to win, and that is called your Slack score, and you attain that by getting different items like weed and food and booze and different things for your room, and everybody else's goal is to screw that up for everybody else um, <laughs> and try and get to your score first. But another good one, and I've enjoyed it. It's quite fun, and you can play it over and over again because... Because it's always different, especially, like, the cards that you can you can end up with. Of course, you might get the same cards once or twice, but it's one of those fun games that no I think has really good replayability. But oh, the one... G- I've always liked uh,
2: do a bit more role-playing with those games, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you have... Like, you you can. Like, there there's the more... There's the people that play strategically where they just see the numbers on the cards and then that's just values, and then they play the cards. I like to play it where it's like you're actually all roommates in the room, and then through playing the game, you kind of figure out where your room is in the house, uh, what the kind of what the kind of relationships between everyone, because there's the one guy that's going to be playing the nookie cards all the time, there's going to be the one guy that only stays in his room and plays video games all the time. And hmm. it's sort of, through playing the game of Shea Geek, you develop those personalities, and then you develop the relationships between all your characters. Mm-hmm. And I really like that kind of stuff, where you put on that sort of RP element on top of these games. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, most yeah. people don't do that, though, which kind of upsets yeah. me.
3: Well, one of the, the, the next game that I want to talk about, and something that I want to pick up pretty soon, is called Happily Ever After. And I first found out about it by from watching the show, the show Tabletop on YouTube with Will Wheaton and the concept of the game is that there is a card that you play and it is the starter card. the first person to go start uh, starts a story and they have this line and every single one of their cards is a different passage in this in this thing, and some of them are ender, endings and stuff like that and your goal is to to try and put down a card and and steer this story so that you are the one who ends the story. And then you win. And the story can go wherever, whatever, and it's quite interesting, and I've always really... I've enjoyed watching, and I really want to try and get my hands on it so I can try it. It's it's very similar to Gloom in that way, Tyler. Yep.
1: Sorry,
3: what were some saying? example cards be? Um, here, hold on. Let me just pull it up really quick here. While well, you do that,
2: I want to talk about Gloom a little bit then. Yeah, go ahead. Because uh, Gloom is also another card game. But you have... The cards are really neat because they're transparent. So you're supposed to lay the cards on top of other cards to kind of change,
3: augment their values. Sorry, Once Upon a Time. My my, ba- my bad. I, I, may, I did the name wrong. But anyway. Oh, um,
2: and so with Gloom, they're all transparent. You have a family, um, and you're trying to get... It's a very morbid game. You're trying to get negative self-worth, and then die. And then kill off <laughs> all your family. So you want bad things to happen to your family, so that they get negative self-worth, and then you want them all to die, and then you win. Um... So you have, you have cards to play on people, and it just says something happens. Um, and so you've got to kind of build these stories of, like, why this is happening to this person. It's like, oh, my character, Cindy, she one day she just got really fit. Um, oh, man, I want to get some cards because they're all alliterations, too. Uh, I'm trying to find cards, damn it. Okay. There we go. We got cards here. An example of something that happens to someone. Um, they're all they're all alliterations. So this is be a plus card, which is landed a legacy. So let's say, oh, Cindy, she was not she was not a very good person, but what she did have. Was ukulele skills, and those ukulele skills landed her a legacy of the best ukuleleist in town, and then that would give her a plus fifteen self worth. Uh, so it'd be kind of cards like that thrown all together, and then you just build a story upon them. Um, and we've we've had a lot of good times where it's just like we have these families that go through such positive and negative. Uh, events to eventually they all die and what happens is one character sort of gets the most stuff done to them and they go on the biggest adventure of all everyone and so we have some characters when we play with certain groups of friends that that character is this person that's done these kind of things and so that always just sticks because you just you have such a fun time building these stories these memories together uh, even though they're supposed to be morbid memories, but it's it's a really fun game. It's, it's it's really really enjoy when you start rping and building stories around these characters because it's we're no longer relying on the game to entertain you. You're now the gang is just a vessel, and then you just kind of build your story around it.
3: Mm-hmm. So. Okay, um, I figured out. I found out the cards real quick. Okay, some of the cards were like, and the evil doer fell down the well and 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 there's also like different placers like for example you get a card that says sword so you have to add a sword into this game or the kingdom or a death or a child like that type of thing and then of course and then the then the then you kind of have to end the game and then there's like other different cards that's like and so the prophecy was then fulfilled or her sorrows came to an end and her joy began that type of thing. It's really kind. Of, it's all based around the creativity of the person that is there. So, how does that sound?
1: That sounds fun. It I just like sound. creative games. I like games, uh, yeah, simple games and games where you can transform the cards. Help with the replayability, exactly. and then you know you get to experience the people you chose to play a board game with. You know, hopefully you <laughs> like the people you're playing games with, so you get to usually see how their personality transforms the game. -hmm. That seems
2: like one of those games. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, card games, card games, and board games. Indeed. Seems the consensus is those party games where it's
3: how ironic. I actually just checked our local area to our local store to see if it was open, and it was on the front page. (laughs) So I'm probably gonna go pick that up. A local store. Yeah. Dragon's Den is open right now.
2: No, I went onto their site. Oh, to see if they have the game. Yeah. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Have
1: you guys Maybe played Smash
2: figure. Up? Yes. Oh. Smash have, Up yeah. is
1: another good card game, which I guess I think it doesn't fall into the same categories, because it's not a deck building, because you have the decks. Or I mean, it kind of is, but it's one of those battle games, and it has that yeah. cool uh, concept of you try to break the bases by getting your cards on there. Mm-hmm. That one's always funny, too, just because of the silliness. You, you basically get all these different groups of warriors, like fairies, princesses, ninjas, mm-hmm. pirates, aliens, and then you mix two of them into a deck. That's very cool just to see, like, oh, I got a pirate ninja deck, or I got a princess um, robot deck. Mm,
3: definitely. Alright, so I guess that means we are come to the end.
0: Yep. <laughs> Looks like things are coming to a close. Time to pull over this limousine and kick everybody Get on with our lives. All right, Robert. Yep. Uh, hold on a second here. Well, uh, after this podcast,
2: I think I'm going to go out to the cemetery and look for some ghost Pokemon. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We have got a yeah. nice cemetery. It's actually nice to walk around,
0: so. Oh, that's a nice thing to hear. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. that's good. That's good. We don't uh, we don't need to be going and losing our Black Ranger to Pokemon Go. <laughs> any weirdos hanging out in cemeteries? Well, any, but anyway if, if, anyway, if anyway, Robert, I'm do hang, you want to
3: close this off?
2: If I'm hanging out in the cemetery, aren't I the weirdo then? <laughs>
3: exactly. I
2: mean, are
1: you going to be wearing all black in Black Ranger fashion?
2: Yes. Yep. 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 Just to put on a black morph suit and just walk out. They're wearing nothing but a black morph suit. Hang out in the cemetery. People are gonna be walking by like shit, that guy's some kind of gym leader or something.
0: I don't think that's what they're gonna think. They're probably gonna think that. I don't think that's what anybody's going to think if they see I'll, somebody I'll, walking around. I'll the put cemetery. A bit of badges on me, so. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, What's happening? Her doc what? is changing. Uh, in the wrong spot. I fixed it. Oh,
1: there you
0: go. Okay, okay. Whew, that scared me for a second. All right, going into the outro. Yeah. Okay.
3: All right. So, Amy, did you enjoy yourself? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> you guys are the we, We're definitely glad that you could join us. And would you be would you be liking to join us again? I would love to. Definitely. Add it to the blood contract. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since we've had one of these I know, everybody else, we've, <laughs> Yeah
1: Hopefully no. being too dehydrated from AX Doesn't make me low on blood
3: i <laughs> <laughs> will we'll make sure well, Just as
2: long as you don't spell your name too big you, You'll you have enough spared
1: Oh, speaking we just of spelling I
3: should have told J- Dane that before he did Because I'm pretty sure his name doesn't need to be that big <laughs>
0: He cut off an arm and just No, no, he did that intentionally He wanted to go and let everybody know he was
3: here Yeah, he was kind of limping on his way out, too. Yeah.
1: Uh, Speaking of spelling, if anybody wants to find my Facebook page, it's spelled very funny, so I'm going to spell it real quick. It's facebook.com slash cosplayme, so it's C-O-S-P-L-A-I-M-E-E. That's cosplay and my name mixed together. So I would love if anybody would be so kind as to check out my cosplays and maybe give me a like. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yep. And of course, we'll be going and linking to her on all of the platforms as well for this podcast. So you can go and check out the direct links there. Definitely. And with that, thank you so much for joining us once again. Make sure you check out our SoundCloud. Every like and subscription helps us out as creative partners. We'd love it if you check us out on iTunes and help us out by giving us a five-star review. And if you'd be so kind to leave us a review, we'd love you for it. We are on YouTube for all of our multimedia podcasts, and don't forget our Twitter, at Arrangers and email soccerarrangerspodcast at gmail.com. We have lots of new fun ideas and can't wait for you to hear and or see them all. So we hope you'll join us for all of that, and of course, we are doomed updating every Monday. Take care, everyone. Final thoughts, LOL. Bye!
3: You should really probably put something on that Twitter.
0: Probably. Probably get rid of this final thoughts because it's just lol. I know, <laughs> I know. Bad. I just I keep rolling into it. And it's just like whatever. Anyway, bye. Cue the zombie band. We're out.